0: Season three's winding down, ladies and gents. Hard to believe we're we're coming to the end of this season. It goes by quick and we're having a blast doing it. And wanna thank everybody for listening. As always, we appreciate you uh you guys and gals tuning in every week, whatever wherever you are and however you may be listening, whether it's on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Pandora, wherever. We appreciate you. So got a special guest in the studio today and wanna to welcome our good buddy Tyler Heidi. Tyler, what's up, man? How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, man. Thank you guys for having me on. I
0: appreciate you. Appreciate you coming What's on, up, man. Big dog. I know Good you're. To uh, see you. You've been a, a longtime OG listener of the show, and uh, it's cool to have you on, um, Tyler. I know right, this is going to be difficult, folks. We've got Tyler, Tyler, and Kyler, and then there's Dickweed over here. You can call me T Skittles, Yum Shizzle. So just don't call me late for supper. So Tyler, I know you had some uh, had some topics you wanted to run through with Tyler. This is going to get super confusing. Holy shit! Heidi and Scott, all right. I These know you Spittles. had some had some shit you. you wanted to run through, and uh, I'm gonna let you uh, take off with it, bro. Yeah,
2: so I, I guess I'd like to start with, um, you know, talking about your experience with the show so far. Um, you've given uh, you've given a lot of feedback um, for us, and I've actually enjoyed listening and it's kind of been insightful for me to to get some of that feedback I know I mentioned earlier on uh, especially season one when we got this started you know at first I was a little little confused I was like I'm, I'm not entirely sure what people enjoy about listening but you know it was it was awesome that people did and we, we kept it going so uh, you just want to kind of run us through some of what you've experienced with the show a little bit
1: yeah well i mean when anybody i know comes out with something dude i'm supporting it you know what i'm saying first of all but other than that man it's just the love for the music that uh, you know i feel like it's slowly dying or it's slowly taking a way different course than what i'm used to Mm -hmm. but um you know i'm here for it man so i mean i love listening to you guys sit and just dissect the music and then you know you guys have also turned me on to a lot of bands and also, you've reinvigorated my fucking love for Creed, man. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah! Yeah, I love it.
0: That's metal is fuck I, I
1: mean, I went back and I listened too, man. I mean, not to just dive right in on Creed, yeah. but... They're go for dude, it, bro. I, go I, for I, it. I listened to uh, Torn, dude, because mm-hmm. you said something about it, and I forgot all about that song, yeah. man. Oh, I haven't heard man. that shit since I was probably eight years old. So, <laughs> so was, 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 like, it, was it like
2: listening to it all over again for the
1: first time? I mean, no, because I knew all the words, but... Yeah. You <laughs> you know, and then I also realized that What If sounds like it's, like, heavily inspired by the Call of Cthulhu, bro. It's, like, Ooh. the same opening chord. You ever notice that? I don't know that I did, but I know it was I don't the know heaviest that. Holy song. shit, it is. It's, it's the shit, bro. It's the Call of Cthulhu, but slowed down with less notes. It is. Ooh.
3: Bro, Mark Tremonti's a
1: dog, oh, man. He's,
3: he's spewing some shit already. Oh, mm. Shit, Woo.
1: fucking hell! Not, Zap in, people. Not, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Blown blown shit. Blown. I didn't realize that shit when I was eight, rocking out to it in the car with my mom. <laughs> what if?
4: <laughs> what? You gotta do that <laughs> <right>? oh, <you're laughs> in the backseat, yeah. fucking
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> I can't find
0: it.
1: <laughs> I like your the hair blowing in the imaginary straight. wind. Was up, yeah? there a
2: sudden breeze that threw your hair <laughs> yeah.
1: back? Oh yeah, man. I felt like it was nineteen ninety four all over again. Hell yeah, man. That's fucking awesome.
3: That so I guess awesome. my question for you is, you know, you're a music lover just like we all are. You yeah. play guitar. You grew up As you say, and a musician. So. Yeah, yeah. By all means, a hell of a musician at, at that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: What, and I'm not trying to toot our own horn by any means, but what about the show <laughs> kind of brought you in? Like, were there certain parts that you related to?
1: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I remember watching an episode where Kyler got real vulnerable, and I was like, man, I used to live in hell. Like... Uh somebody else understands it. You know, you can always relate to that stuff when you've Uh been some places. But then again, like I said, it was just the love of the music. And then also, I mean, the first few episodes I watched were like, later on where there was video and stuff mm-hmm. and then you guys said some shit that made my blood boil i was like man there's shit talking my music i, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I know I who it like, is it's gotta be sevenfold that's one of them yeah yep. yeah absolutely but Get i mean it stand up. <laughs> I, I listened to their new album today dude and i was so disappointed i listened to it all the way through you got yeah. some
3: balls bro yeah
1: <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna say i didn't skip a couple when there was one minute left but <laughs> that's cool, though,
0: that you you had that, and that, I guess that's kind of inadvertently what our goal was, is mm-hmm. to be relatable, mm-hmm. um, especially when we talk about how music relates to real life, but also to reinvigorate that that love for music that maybe some folks might have lost, and for this to kind of be a home for um, that those conversations, um, so it's super cool to have somebody come on that... that kind of, you know, we achieved our goal, you know, we achieved our goal with, with, with you there. And, you know, you're not the only one, but you're, you're here in our backyard, you're close. So we, we get to have you on and have you, you know, tell us that. So, uh, Tyler, I I didn't want to cut you off. Oh, no,
2: you're fine. Um, I had a thought for a moment. You're like a a whirlwind, my friend. But, um, okay, there it is. So, <laughs> got it. It got back. so I I think you and I were talking on Messenger the one day, and it was it was kind of in in discussion on bringing you on and discussing a little bit of hot takes. And you had mentioned how you know it's like we can get in these hot takes and and kind of get going at each other, but it's it's all in good fun. and It's you know no one's getting offended or anything oh, like yeah. that. And I love that you had mentioned that because. Our goal isn't to offend anyone, but the the things that we're talking about are are very, very subjective so it's mm-hmm. it's it really depends on the person and their own opinion and you know we're all just kind of spouting off our opinions for the most part and um I think it's you know one of the things that really interested me in having you on is how you really enjoy those hot takes and you you actually have some differing opinions. On some of those, and um, you know, little sneak peek and and to what we're going to talk about later in the episode, you know, we're we're going to be diving into some hot takes heavy. Um, I know you got quite a few that you shared with me that I'm really excited to see some some faces get red and some shit get <laughs> thrown around. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> i guess when he's talking about the two of us. Oh, I I don't know. I I I got a
0: little. I have yeah. some
3: open ears when it comes to stuff, so I don't know that you'll be able to piss me off. I might disagree, but maybe not piss th- me I off. I think you
0: bring up a good point. Of, it's fun to have those debates where we we don't get offended at you know each other, get pissed at each other. You know, some I had somebody message me and say, "Man, it's, you guys sound like you got heated there for a minute, and then it was done. Like you were done, you were on to the next thing." And I'm like. Yeah, that's what our everyday group chat's about. I was going like to say, can, this is what we do every single day. We do thing. this every day. You We're know, just you passionate
1: was. about our music, and I think yeah. when we love something so much, we just want everybody else to yeah, love yeah. it.
3: It's <laughs> same, <laughs> how do you not see this? It's like, you know what I mean? It's a natural feeling, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it relates to me, I think of reaction videos, and sometimes I'll scroll through YouTube, and I want to watch reaction videos to, to bands that dropped a new song that I like, and I think it's because that person I want that person to feel the exact same way I did when I heard that yep. song and I yep. think that's why Good these reaction different channels blow up
2: so and I think I think the main reason why we're able to have those kind of heated discussions without going after each other's throats in literal terms is we're we're attacking the opinion not the
0: person correct yeah too many people <clears throat> and trust me I oh uh, here we go it's going. Go to, Let's this go deep.
3: conversation could go way down a rabbit. I, hole. I'm yeah. not trying to take us down a
0: rabbit hole, but like, you know, I, Tyler, I talked to you before the show about the TikTok thing. That is the most toxic social media out there. Yep. Um, yep. Because if you if you have a different opinion, for, I posted a video today that, like I said, I mean, it's only a couple hours old and it's over 100,000 views, I um, right at 100,000, whatever. But the the comment section, it was I mean, it was a music ranking thing. Um, the comment section I mean if you disagree with somebody they attack you personally what's wow. if
1: you disagree with the majority everybody's afraid to have their own opinion about stuff yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. The, well the one that I got attacked the most on was I picked Slipknot over Lamb of God and like mm. people went bonkers over it and I'm like God forbid my personal opinion is different than yours on the most subjective I feel like music is poss- quite possibly the most subjective thing in the world it's art art in general It absolutely is and is, Tim
1: Henson said it best he said just cuz you don't like it doesn't mean it's not subjectively good Yeah He was talking about yep. that when he he wrote a song based on a Taylor Swift song that he hated Okay uh, <laughs> That's Yeah. Awesome, <laughs> That's awesome But no I
0: mean when we're on this when we're on this show we're in our group chat we're just sitting here in the studio pl- picking a guitar listening to music whatever and we're having a debate it's all friendly. You know, I might not agree with something that one of these guys says, but that doesn't mean I'm going to attack them personally for yeah. it. You know what I mean? And vice versa. I'll attack the opinion. Be like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. But you're not stupid. It's just yeah. a stupid opinion. <laughs> so, yeah. But it is what it is. So, But, no, it's it's uh, super cool to have you come on, and, and um, I'm looking super forward cool to it. super cool to be here, man. I, dude, I appreciate that. That's fucking Love awesome. Love it. You got a shirt and everything, man. You out there repping? Yeah,
1: I didn't wear it, but I'm going to wear lot oh, louder than life. Yeah. So. We're supposed Hell
0: to be. Yeah. So, I was going to say, shout out to uh, uh, everybody that's been sending us pictures of you wearing your screaming Idiot show shirts. Uh, by the time this comes out, you know they'll have been worn at several festivals, different concerts. Um, so spreading the word and, and getting more people involved. So, go ahead, Tyler. So, I keep bringing this off track, my bad. One
2: thing, no, it's fine. Uh You're one fine. thing I wanted to bring up is the fact that we we've kind of had conversations around, you know, you see somebody out and about with a band shirt of a band that you really like and it's like we're we're automatically friends you and instantly. stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Um the way I met Tyler here was kind of something i'm not really going to get into on the show it was, it was an interesting all right look so i'm i'm 16 i i do what i have to do for the cause and part of that was i had to go pick up this dude i i never met had no idea who he was ended up being this cat right here and he gets in the car and he's listening to the music i have playing and uh, Mitch was actually with us. Um, he was on the show a couple episodes ago. Old Fear Dog. Old Fear Dog. And just based off of the music I was listening to, you and I just kind of hit it off.
1: Yeah. And I had actually seen you guys play, too, at the Roller Haven and just didn't even know you guys yet. Right. Because I remember, I remember being very little, and it was at like an all-night's. How old were you? Because we're around the same age.
2: Yeah, we're about the same age. Um I was probably 15 at the time.
1: Yeah, bro, so I might have been 14. Okay. just chilling out the rink dude and I remember seeing Sean this older dude playing music and I was like bro that guy's a fucking rock star <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah he,
3: Sean has that like rock star he feel did, bro feeling, he had a man. neck tattoo back then <laughs> yes bro he's got the nautical star tattoo on his neck he star
0: on his neck he shows up fucking late <laughs> yep doesn't say a word he plugs his shit in he and rips he out and then he unplugs and goes the fuck home yep he's a fucking rock star bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's an <laughs> interesting cat too for sure man. I'm sure you know you listen to the episode where mm. we had him on the show, and, man, that was a cool-ass experience to to have uh, somebody like Sean on and kind of talk about that experience of, you know, being the quote-unquote rock star and all that and putting four different people together. It's just to so so funny. A good piece of music. It's and- so
3: funny with Sean just because, like, he doesn't want anything to do with that, of course, that lifestyle, but, like, that's not the persona, like... He tries to put out, but it just feels like not I'm in what the, Sean that's is. why
1: he is yeah. a fucking rock star. Yep, yeah. That's just what he is. He is. He's, he's a presence. Yes, he <laughs> is. You know I mean? so. He's a. He's
0: a this is, oh man, this might sound kind of sus, but he's a calming presence. Like he's just such such a level headed dude, yep. so easy to talk to and be around. Because um, I feel like me, man, I probably turn some people off to talk to me because I probably seem like I'm a little high strung. I'm really not, but Sean is just like. So yeah, he's like he's like this
1: dude's super cool and I'm hiding behind him if there's a terrorist.
4: <laughs> yeah. Sean yes. will walk through some motherfuckers. It's
2: yeah. He's uh he's that scrawny dude that can fight. Them skinny, yeah,
0: <laughs> hey, them skinny dudes can fucking fight, bro. So I'm,
2: I'm kind of curious, what was your take on that performance at the skating rink cuz we've talked about it a couple oh, times Jesus. on the show. Us in the band,
1: we we didn't love it. I don't remember it that much. I just remember it being very loud. (laughs) Like face-crushing loud. (laughs) Face-crushing loud. That's That's going on a shirt. That's going on a shirt. (laughs) Um, Face-crushing
4: Have you
2: you been to any other of our shows since then? I haven't, dude,
1: but uh, to be fair, in the time where you guys have been doing a lot of that, I was uh, probably in a really fucked up place in my life and not doing much of anything. Um that's fair. But yeah, I would love to come see you guys live soon. Hey, we got uh, around the
2: corner. We got two shows coming up, one uh later in July and then we have Barnyard here in town that that's coming up and that's typically a pretty damn good show. Yeah. You but uh, like anywhere from five to, to eight hundred people. Too. Yeah, this will be our fourth year, third year, third? I like thought? you guys are on the middle by know. default if be... you want to be there probably. Right. Yeah. Part of that's just because we're from Fayette County, and they try to keep it pretty local,
0: right?
1: But well, you um, guys kick ass, too. I mean, <clears> thank you. I, I listen to, to the whole album yeah. and shit when that dropped too. Like, I mean, fuck yeah, I, I support people, dude. Like, what's your favorite? Clearly, song? you're here, man. <laughs> uh, I, I really like to say, and I even told Preston, I was like, dude, your guitar tone sounds epic on that fucking song. It's and then it's like good. my other favorite thing about the song is the scream in the chorus where he says. I'm worth everything Mm -hmm. whoever screams that is a naughty motherfucker that's me yeah that's that's I appreciate that I don't 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 normally get complimented (laughs) I mean who would would notice that though if they listen to that song I feel
3: bad we didn't send him the clip of the new thing we recorded I was gonna say you should hear hear the new new shit
1: of him screaming I think I remember telling you that the album reminded me of like some good classic Chevelle I think you did say that makes sense I haven't listened to it like since it came out but I
3: got a buddy of mine that constantly tells me if he hears our stuff or it pops back up again, he swears up and down. And I hear this from several people that it's a
1: heavier Incubus. Yeah, it's Sean's voice, man. He's just yeah. got that voice of them guys. Yeah. It's it's great.
2: Sean did come into the band room uh, Friday when we, me, him, and Scotty practiced. And first thing he said to me was, you know him, he just walks in and he's like straight to it. And he's like, I want to cover Incubus. And he's like...
3: I love this.
2: Yes. <laughs> so then we just started diving into different songs, and I there there's like two I think we haven't narrowed down to. I'm not telling anybody what they are.
3: Oh, I need to know. I'll tell you
2: later. <laughs> this like, is a guitar. <laughs> I need to know. Well, I don't well, well, want to. Conf- I don't the confuse bass you because I
3: love their bass <laughs> so much on their songs.
2: But um, yeah, I guess to the original point, you know, you and I kind of came together through music, and you know, we we haven't hung out a ton, but we've definitely been. Friends for a long time. Ever since that night, I picked you up. And we yeah, just started... and I mean,
1: I mean, even though we were different, distant, like we used to, we lived two different lives. You know what I mean? Like, right. You kind of lived the straight and narrow, and I lived like the savage. But, but it was always there. Like, you know, I think one of the times I hit you up that we actually hung out, it was like to trade an amp for a guitar. You know what right. I mean? That's music oriented. That kept that. Yeah. right. To where I, you know, eventually have this. You did have that my... Randall amp
2: that I wanted. Yeah.
1: Do you still have that? No.
3: Dude. He's a, a wheel and dealer. Yeah, me too. He, he's a wheel and dealer. Oh, man. yeah. He's constantly trying. Anyway. So.
2: See, I think, you know, the reason I wanted to bring that up is because it really goes into why we do this podcast. We talk about, like, the Metal Brotherhood and people coming together through music, and I think it's really cool to see where we had started and, you know, now you've been listening to the show, really connecting with that, and now you're you're here man you get your Fuck own episode yeah. now you get your Jeez. own episode yeah. well and
3: that's why i'm i'm so excited to hear maybe we're not delving into this just yet but if you've noticed with other guests that we've had on we really want to delve into like your own musical journey like what when was there a time and day that something got you into it and then something got you wanting to play music like walk us through and, and Long version. Well, that's what we're here for. Okay. Oh, we Give got all the time in the world. Is, bro. is it time for the
1: musical journey? Let's let's go ahead, man. Let's hear it. Okay, so I mean, I want to start this off by saying that I love all types of music mm-hmm. equally, and that's because of my dad. I mean, when we were when we were driving around in his, Same. we were riding <laughs> around of his of old us. Ford yeah. Ranger going fishing, dude. Like. It would go from Metallica to George Jones to Tupac. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Dude, so, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my musical influence is everywhere from Pantera to Garth Brooks to, yep. same I mean, Travis me Trey, I You're wearing him, a Megadeth man. shirt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're wearing a fucking badass yeah. Megadeth shirt. Yeah. yeah, we shirt, can get though. into Megadeth all oh, day, we can, man. Yeah. I can yeah. talk yeah. Megadeth, Megadeth all day. But, yeah. but I mean, my dad always kind of doodled on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh but he never really like achieved anything and same way. I, mean, I mean I mean I li- live like he just did it kinda like as a hobby. Me, I was like, man. But I think what probably really did it for me where it was like, Yeah, guitar players are fucking dope and that's what I want to be as a fucking dope guitar <laughs> player Is probably sitting up in fifth grade watching M T V and watching backcountry mm-hmm. and Beast in the Harlot because that Beast in the Harlot solo, the first time I ever heard that I was like that's the, that's the greatest thing I've that's ever heard That's melter, the greatest bro. thing that's yep. ever been done on the instrument. Yep. It's a like face he, melter. It was just something that I wasn't... It, and were you playing guitar at that time? Or yeah, just, yeah. Okay. I could play like, you know, fade to black intros and stuff. I started when I was probably like 10, and it didn't peak Damn, my interest. It started a little before we did. Yeah, but true, yeah. it didn't peak my interest, really, so I probably put it down for the next three or four years. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't right. really pick it up and take it serious until I was probably 14 or 15. Same. I was yeah. about my when dad gave I started me a Kramer and a Line 6, Spider 3... Yeah, and this, and so out. then what do you do? You go start a garage band with your buddies. Yes, covering Metallica and that's, yeah, like natural that. progression. And that's I'm, literally I mean, what yeah. you do. It's just ever since then, dude. I never stopped buying guitars. You <laughs> <That's laughs> sound like, like all of us, man. <laughs> I, n- I never was able to play "Beast in the Harlot" like I originally planned, but that's some <laughs> shit, man. I don't know very yeah. many people yeah. that can cover. I have some a lot of fun trying stuff perfectly. Yeah.
0: I, we I, we hate on Event Sevenfold a lot on here, but I've said on the show that Sinister Gates is a virtuoso. I mean, he, in my opinion, carries the band, and that dude is yeah, a but, monster. On but guitar. also,
1: it's like, yeah, M Shadows is shitty, and to to a degree, Nowadays, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, you have to credit what they've done since. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like,. There's, and I'm the type of person where I'm a musician, so I can almost drown out the vocals if the if the soundtrack is perfect. Yeah. And dude, they have like, yep. I mean, the whole City of Evil album is like one perfect fucking soundtrack, dude. It's sure. like
3: the City of Evil is that with Afterlife? No, that's, that's no. self-titled. Okay. That's self-titled, self-title. yeah. Okay, okay.
1: They have Beast in the Harlot and uh, Backcountry. Okay. Backcountry. Seize Country. the Day. That's the ones everybody knows. Okay. But yep. you got to listen to. Was Un- Unholy Confessions on that? No, that was on, uh, I believe the record's Unholy Confessions. Is it Unholy Confessions? Or no, it's it's uh, Wake. Dude, I got my phone. Waking can, the Fallen. My dumbass could look Waking it up. Waking but... the Fallen.
0: That's now, what it's called. like Unholy Confessions and shit like that. Mm, when they were straight-up metalcore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was in. But it's it like then. they really perfected it
1: almost ne- easy. In, Into a neoclassical thing, dude, which yeah. I'm a uh-huh. huge sucker for. Yeah. I
0: feel like Sinister gets a lot of influence from Yingbei Uh I
1: feel like he gets a lot of influence from Dimebag. I think so? Oh, yeah, the dive bombs, man. They even cover yeah. Walk. Yeah. That's true. Like, yeah, mean, that's he, true. He rips it just like Dimebag, <laughs> yep. dude. Like, yeah, I, I'm a huge Dimebag fan, so I can hear the Dimebag influence mm. in his playing. Waking and,
0: the Fallen, yes. Yeah. Unholy Confessions.
1: But, I mean, City of Evil, dude, you got to listen. you got to dig more in. Like, M.I.A. Dude, that, that came
0: out in the golden year of Metal yeah. War two, two 2005. M.I.A. It's like still, to
1: date, War. probably the sickest solo I've ever heard in my life. Hmm. Next to, like...
0: There was some good ones on yeah, I mean, I mean, Sidewinder. I don't know
1: how we're supposed to transition topics. Right? No, no, no,
0: no, no. <laughs> right. I, got, I got ADHD, bro. This, just, this whole show no, is one good, big man. ADHD trip. Like yeah. we're an Adderall pill, bro. Yeah. Like that's what <laughs> we
1: are. That's that's what we are. I got here. ADHD. I can just say so, um, random shit. Same here.
2: Fifth grade, you said you uh you was up late and Heard those songs. That's what made you decide. Well, and watching the videos, I
1: was watching Sinister Gates, all gothic, like mm. wearing badass clothes, badass guitar. Right. Watching him shred in a field full of bats, driving in a convertible. <laughs> I am like, dude, I want to be that. Yep. So, that's I mean, what it, I it, do, it, what I am trying to get off that is, it's the it was the visual as much as the music. Okay. Sure, right,
2: okay, like, okay. So, from there, you know what what got you started on guitar? What kind of stuff were you playing?
1: Ooh. Um. Well, I mean, I was kind of like a uh, acoustic kid at first. I had a harmony acoustic from Walmart, and I probably learned how to play every single song that I ever listened to in chords on that thing. Yeah. And then I don't, I don't know, man. I just kept <clears throat> listening to Sinister Gates, and then I got into Bullet for My Valentine and stuff. And I was like, yeah, dude, I, I got to dad. This, you got to let me it. get that Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, have, man. If you never play it. Let <laughs> me get it. And then it just sat in my room forever and i would play it and then eventually he was like son you can have it yeah and that's when i started taking it to my because fr- he would never let me take it like out mm-hmm. to the garage and stuff but that's uh wild,
0: man. kramer that's fucking awesome oh yeah i still got it do you really yeah I, I still have my first guitar too so i i do not no you don't yours was an no, sg no that wasn't my first i had one
3: I of them fucking power packed you with Fender amp and little Squire. Squires, yeah, drives, something of that. Sort. I just
0: remember the SG. Yep. But I think it's kind of retro that MTV was. What I mean, like for our generation, oh, that's yeah. kind of retro because that got a lot of people in the '80s into wanting to play music and and whatnot and. We forget how big it was in the late '90s and early 2000s. It was still huge. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I remember VH1. I was VH1, VH1, and
1: yeah MTV. And then, and then they had what that channel Fuge. Headbangers Ball. They had that channel Fuge? Headbangers, Fuge Ball. Ball,
0: Headbangers Ball. Headbangers yeah. Ball has been around since man. It might have been around since the '70s, but it was huge for like hair metal and shit. Yeah, but the one that I I, I watched, um, you guys might not remember, but there was a show called That Metal Show. Does anybody yep. remember that? Yep. Eddie Trunk, Eddie and they Trunk, always yep. they always had uh, uh, Jim Florentine
4: was so, another uh,
2: host. We actually played a show for Eddie Trunk. Okay, and it was a horrible experience. Oh, oh shit! Why so? That? <clears throat> it was probably the last show we played with that David Kevorkian guy that we've we've talked about on the show a little bit. Um, Eddie Trunk was coming through. I really don't – I still to this day don't understand the premise of it. It was basically him going on tour to talk about music, and he was having bands come and, like, play a – you know, a few bands come, play a set, and then he was there to just kind of talk. Well, he hosts – don't really, a radio show host. Yeah, I know what he yeah. does, but, like, um, we end up playing at the venue in Mason and because we didn't really push the show and we didn't really get any tickets sold we had to play first and we go up on stage and their sound guy wasn't there mm-hmm. and like they had all this nice ass JBL speaker you know PA system set up would have sounded amazing but the guy that was running the sound didn't know what he was doing. He basically had watched the sound guy do a few things and was like, well, I'm the best we got right now. And <laughs> <clears throat> so it takes... It, you know, we only had 25 minutes. We get set up. We start doing the sound check. And it by the time we started playing, we had 15 minutes to play. Oh, shit. And we, we get to play, I shit you not, three like three songs because even in between you know the first two songs he was having to fuck with shit and once we we finished up we just packed our shit and left yeah so i i still to this day don't understand the whole thing eddie trunk was doing but yeah that's our eddie trunk story
4: <laughs> but, but anyways there was
0: there was um And I don't remember if it was on VH1 or if it was on uh, MTV, but there was a lineup of shows that I watched religiously as a kid. And it was that metal show followed by, and it wasn't Headbangers Ball, but there was another show that was basically just metal music videos is all it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be anything from like fucking Accept to Diamond Head to Armored Saint all the way up to... Uh, Smashing Pumpkins and Green Day. and all, I mean, all these different... Yep. I say metal, but, you know, metal, rock, all this shit. Yep. And it was just all these music videos. The Venge Sevenfold shit was on there. And I would watch that. The, that metal show was a half an hour, and then there was an hour of metal and rock music videos. And, man, when I was a kid, dude, I would go down in the basement, turn my TV on, and I would just sit there for an hour and a half and watch that shit. Like, being, you know, 8, nine ten years old, I was obsessed with that shit. And it it got me into... That that shit actually started to get me into some heavier music, um, because there was stuff like Avenged Sevenfold on there. There was shit. Um, there was even some older like yeah, older I remember seeing shit mud, on there. Mudvayne mud music videos, Slipknot music like, videos. And 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 what yeah,
1: Slipknot was a big one that was. Yep. Because I'm talking like early in the morning before school, mm-hmm. I would get up early just to watch the music videos.
0: Yeah. Yep. Nowadays, it's all on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything's yeah. on YouTube. It's. I don't even. I mean, does anybody even watch MTV anymore? It's all I like don't Teen think Mom. Television is a thing, yeah. is it? Well, it's not a music. It's not oh. music television anymore. And if it is, it's all hip hop. Yeah, I don't it's even not know metal that many anymore. people with
1: cable, to be honest. Right. Or satellite or whatever. Yeah,
0: I, I don't have cable. I, I stream. But, <coughs> exactly. Um,
2: I but, do. I do think the topic is is kind of interesting. We we've touched on it a little bit um, on the show before. Just kind of the progression of how we we consume consumed music. Uh, yeah. music and
0: has our generation changed more than any
2: yes i think so uh-huh. because you know tyler's sitting here talking about he he started listening to mu- this kind of music watching fucking mtv videos and yes. now we have you know you're you're doing the youtube premium thing we do apple music all that kind of shit and it's like the progression And that step-by-step, like, what was popular, what was, you know, hot at the time, um, when we were kids, it changed almost yearly.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, we Up until
2: the last few years, it's it's stayed pretty steady with uh, the different streaming, Spotify and Apple.
3: We went from CDs... To, to LimeWire, to MP3 players, to the MP3 players, the to, app, to the iPods, iPod to then to. Smartphones. I remember having Andro- an Android phone where, like, there were music apps, apps that you would download your songs through Off the computer. Yeah, yeah, like it was. What about MySpace? I remember putting music. Yeah, I mean, on I remember there, putting, there, putting I music remember on MySpace, but so like there it was, was a,
2: discovering. a. You weren't listening to your music No, 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 no. There was there was a website. Where it allowed you, because MySpace originally let you have like one or two songs or something like that on your profile. Yeah, I thought it was just yep. one. But there was this third-party website where you can create up to a hundred song playlist. Yeah, dude, I did that for oh, sure. And you okay. could then plug that into your MySpace. Yep. I and I did. I did that shit. Dude, I had all kinds of stuff. Know these on there. songs,
3: I'm gonna have the baddest motherfucking, bro, motherfucking, I, motherfucking yeah, ever. I, re- <laughs>
4: I
0: remember my Myspace page, bro. I remember the first time my mom found my Myspace page and it's fucking devil horns and pentagrams and all this like <laughs> fucking black metal fucking dude. I was into like cradle of filth and shit back then and like there, it was like, my mom's like,
4: Oh my God. Oh,
0: he's it. I'm like, mom, I want to get my ears pierced. Like I'm has <laughs> <God's> got him. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was funny, but you know mom we, go make me a sandwich we go from our generation has gone from CDs and i remember getting a portable cd player that was cool as fuck but you know CDs to now instant access instant access on your phone that you carry around in your pocket every day and multiple different formats whether it's youtube or a stream a different streaming platform like apple music or spotify so the, the the vast change, you know, if you know, in two thousand five, if you wanted new music, you had to go to Fye and get a new CD. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? And now you're like, oh, that's fucking cool. Downloaded, sweet, added yeah, to my library. I used to library. do the dishes
1: for my mom for money to go to Wilmingtons, in Wilmington, because mm-hmm. we lived in Sabana, which was close to Wilmington. And uh, yeah, man, I would go there and buy the M and Ms, like. Uh, yeah, all of his because they sold uncensored albums. Yeah. And I was like, yes, man, I got to do all my chores and go get these CDs. <laughs> and now yeah. you got all these
0: people that are like, I'm, I only listen to vinyl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, Is that a thing? Yeah. That's, oh, that's oh, a oh a it's absolutely. What, oh, what do they call huge. themselves? Uh, there's an audio files. audio files. i mean one
1: thing that is not all
2: audio files listen to to vinyl one thing that is a fact is
1: audio quality has went way downhill because it's so compressed to be in an mp3 like there's mm -hmm, no clear sound like a vinyl or a cd i think cd is the best but i mean like get in your truck how long it's been I've listened to a cd yeah get in your truck or your car and (laughs) listen to something on youtube and then put the cd in it's clear very clear difference yeah Yeah. it's way louder sounds way more produced it's it's there's amazing. this
2: big push for lossless audio nowadays on these streaming sites, and I still don't think it's quite like listening to a CD. So all yeah.
0: Apple music I think has to be lossless to qualify to be on Apple Music.
2: I'll admit I don't fully know the parameters of that. Are your guys' music on Apple Music is lossless. But here's I have no idea. Hmm. You oh, don't need to know. So you have terrorist. you have an MP three which is a highly compressed file and what they do is essentially jettison like most of the frequencies well, that the human ear can't not. even they they get rid of um all at, like a lot of the frequencies that the human ear doesn't even really hear anyway. Um <clears throat> and then further compress it from there. So when you listen to an MP3 versus a wave file, the wave file in digital audio is like the purest form of it you can get, mm. but that's a huge file compared to an MP3. So doing streaming sites and stuff like that <clears throat> would be really really difficult if it were all wave files. Um, that's where like the MP3 kind of made a lot of this shit possible, but. That's the thing. I don't know if the the lossless is still, you know, the MP3s, or if they're expecting it to be wave files. I cannot imagine their wave files, but it, it might just be a certain level of MP3 because you can compress it to different levels with MP3.
1: It does help to a lot of bands getting known though too because. I mean, I know you two know like a hundred thousand fucking bands. You guys sit and name them, and I'm like, who are they even talking about? We but just, I mean, do you think I just forget all their names? Do, we do, dabble. we do dabble a <laughs> lot. But I mean, do you think do you think you'd know that many bands if you had to go buy CDs? No, no, uh-huh. fuck no. 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 Yeah. Well, and that's so, what I mean, we had
3: we had had that conversation recently. You had and asked a w- question about a band that would have like a Metallica like longevity. longevity, and we said no, just that because conversation, Tyler. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. There's no way because, dude, we listen to. Fifteen different bands in a day, at least. When I was fifteen, I was listening to four artists a day, maybe yep. four artists, maybe maybe ten a week. Yeah,
0: you know, and and it's it all comes down to accessibility. And I've said yeah. on the show before, there are. Ten times more bands today yep. than there were thirty years ago. It, do, you really do you really right. think? That, though, so do you really think? Because it's so much easier to
1: put music. out. Yeah, but do you think there's mm. really more bands or, there the bands, or do you think back then there was still the same amount of bands? They just weren't heard of. Because I was say say that's stuff that, case. That's, that's, no, that's I think exactly When it, somebody that's, comes out in a town, you know what I mean. The only yeah. people buying their shit is people in their town. Yeah. Right. That's more yeah, like it. Because in
0: 1984, it was not nearly as easy to record, mix, and Distribute music, yeah. But if you go like back and talk today. to
1: someone like my grandpa, I swear to God, he can name a hundred different bands from the seventies. Really? It's like, oh, they had that one record with that one song on it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I a mean, lot of that people I've never even heard of. Right. See, a lot of that back
2: then, seventies and eighties, particularly the seventies, there was a ton of different labels, and each label is signing, you know, 10, 15 fucking artists a year, hoping that one of them you know, get some kind of of success. So there was a lot of records put out from a lot of bands, but nowadays it's literally any Tom, Dick or Harry has got a fucking laptop. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Mitch and I were discussing how easy it was for him to, to get started producing his own music with a microphone with a USB plug and a cheap audio, uh interf- or inter or interface doll doll sorry um digital audio workstation and shit <laughs> doll and, <clears throat> so like it was doll. even even doll. 15 <laughs> years ago it was super easy to kind of get into it and start recording shit and then once these things like CD baby and whatnot come out anybody can get their shit on Spotify mm-hmm. and Apple Music so I would say there's probably the same amount of bands now as there ever have been. The difference is the accessibility and the fact that anyone can put their shit out for the entire world to see, whereas back then there were still the gatekeepers of the labels and whatnot.
1: But the problem with that is, have you ever heard the saying, less is more? Mm -hmm. now that now that every single fucking person on the earth that plays the instrument has exposure the standard of creating music is so so much high it's 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 so high we've been burnt out lately dude i mean dude it's it's ridiculous like and and, i mean i don't i don't don't want to i don't want to dive into this too much until it comes to hot take time but like i mean when you've got bands out there like periphery bro Mm -hmm. like how the fuck do you compete with that if people are listening to that you know what I mean? You have to be a musical mastermind. The talent exactly. level, yeah.
0: the talent level musically today, and got, although any old guys listen, be like, "Oh motherfucker, I don't know nothing about music." Yeah. The talent level of so many musicians today is just fucking bonkers.
3: You bring in, uh, dude. Again I do not though, like peripheral.
1: Again, though, it I, was probably like that before. The exposure just wasn't there. Maybe. I mean, I mean. Do you think when Metallica became the biggest thing in the world, Kirk Hammett was the best guitar player in the world? No, fuck no. He's no. never been the best guitar player in the world. Exactly. In a you day know what in his I mean? life. The exposure just wasn't there for the people that were that bad. Do yeah. I think that there's so. been
0: a time where James Hetfield's been the best rhythm guitar player on the planet? Absolutely. 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 Just the shit he
3: came up with at the
0: but time, yeah. man. It, it, the, the talent level in music today. You bring up periphery. I've, we've talked about it at nauseum on this show. I fucking can't stand Periphery, but their talent don't like them.
3: Oh, man. He can't get into the
0: off-time. The off-time shit, I hate it. But anyways, their talent is mind-boggling.
1: Yeah, dude, and that we'll just we'll just go ahead and get that one out. Go ahead, um, let's go. So, so the Periphery thing, dude. I I thought all of you guys really liked them first of all. But I
0: think it's just Tyler. Do you like them? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, it's really. So my thing thing with, you were on a
3: kick there for a my while. My thing with Periphery oh,
1: yeah. is, dude. I, I messaged Preston this morning and I said, give me your two best albums by them in your opinion, because I know you listen to them all the time. Hail
0: Stan yeah. is the one that I do like.
1: Yeah, I, I listen to them, and I mean. The the thing about them is you never know what you're going to get you track have, to track you if you don't be, know I mean it might be techno no flow, then it might be metalcore and then they have it. some shit that sounds like pop punk in yeah. ways and I'm like okay but my thing with them is do you know how like AI can create a song that's Drake and Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's like AI make a metal song that's uh, hardcore and math rock
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> and then play, and then it
1: puts out periphery yeah like, I, it's yeah. Like, it's it's like there's no like human structure to it. It's like, yep. dude, it's it's, yep. a, it's like if s- AI made I it. Want it's like okay, step step mixed with okay, spawn random dive form. bomb. Yep. Okay, random little weird yep. d- uh, slide thing. But then, like, it's if like... you
3: truly delve into their stuff, and maybe we don't need to get on a periphery tangent just yet. Yeah. But if you truly delve into their stuff and you give it real time, like, you figure out what they're doing. Like yeah. you'll hear shit at the beginning of a song, and it'll go away way quicker than you think it should. And then with the last thirty seconds of the song, it's back but in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it takes you on the seventh listen to realize it and it's like, Holy shit, now I understand. Like, and it took me it took me a full year to truly get into periphery.
0: Periphery's that one band that I'm like, I cannot stand listening to him, but God damn Damn it, they they? Dude, good. that's exactly how they, I feel.
1: I just so I don't, I don't think they're human, bro. I think they're AI. They're not. <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> what did, what did Ron, the, I'll never forget
0: what Ryan Tarbutton said about them on season one. They're the, they're the nerdiest dick stroking. I don't no, know where that's the clit palithia. is. That's no, palithia. he said both of them. No, he was talking about Polyphia. He was, but he referred to both of them. He said they're the most dick-stroking, nerdy, I don't know where the fucking clit is. (laughs) Like You said math rock or math core. Yeah, swan core. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but I mean, I don't really consider Polyphia math rock. I consider them more like jazz, hip-hop fusion. Yep, yep. Dude, but I mean. Here we go, Subgenres. You you can't really talk about like. If you
0: play a guitar without a headstock, I I don't want to listen to you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you don't like plenty then?
1: No, I don't like. That. Oh, I love. I mean, there playing. probably won't be any other bands though to have the longevity of Metallica. But I mean, as far as like guitarists, like talent. guitarists talent, that have longevity, yeah. you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. the names you hear, people have never heard their music and they have a poster of them in their yep. in their smoke room or whatever. <laughs> Halen, I think that yeah. I think that will be Tim Henson. Like, I mean, yeah, that's I, fair. I, I don't think he'll it's ever valid. die. I think I think he reinvented the sport. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Because what he's doing is just so off the wall. Definitely. I would also say
0: Misha. Yeah, but but, mean, it, Misha, but he never you know, fails
1: to fucking blow my mind every time. Oh, I know. Misha, And no. I, mean,
0: I would say Misha because Misha, the gearhead in Misha. Yep. You know what he's doing from an equipment standpoint. Um, the especially me because I'm a Jackson lover. The signature models and shit like that, and the signature pickups. Um so the the longevity from that standpoint is and again i'm you know misha periphery not polyphia but um it is incredible to see what some of these guys have accomplished from an equipment standpoint um of hey you want to sound like us there you go you know what i mean spend Mm -hmm. 10 grand on this guitar (laughs) 500 dollars on these pickups and so (coughs) but no it's periphery is that band that i'm like yeah, I, I, I can't I, I can't listen to them, but motherfucker do I appreciate the shit out of them for their yeah. talent. Well, that's, and that's
3: what's it. cool to me what I've noticed because I'm such a YouTube nerd. I mean, I watch You're probably You don't have YouTube Premium.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: but I deal with the ads. I'll click that skip ad <laughs> button real fast. I I probably watch 5 YouTube videos a day, roughly. I
0: do, but I watch Bob Brothers. And a
3: lot of their stuff all binge, but like they have turned people into gearheads.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They have
3: absolutely, because of Misha and his style and Mark and Jake and they Nolly, to, and Nolly as Nali. well, like
1: yeah. by the way, highest signature release ever on that mm-hmm. nylon string guitar. No way. Yeah, highest highest signature release ever. It's price ever. on it. it's crazy.
3: Yeah.
0: It's price on.
1: Oh, it. uh, it's only like 700 bucks. Really? Yeah. It's crazy, man.
3: But yeah, they just turned they turned me into a gearhead like once I got into I don't know. I, I guess more metalcore stuff. I and got back into guitar playing because there was a short time that that I kind of fell off of guitar playing. Um, it kind of reinvigorated me, and I became a gearhead. And then once I joined the band, then I really became a gearhead. And like I'm forever thankful because now I, not that I know so much, but I feel like I do.
0: Mm-hmm. You help me a lot with stuff.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Do you yeah. run pedals? I did not until anymore. recently. <laughs> i've tried to make it easier and i got a uh, line six hx effects okay to where i can program it all and not have to fucking tap dance as much
1: yeah i feel it do you run pedals no Hmm. interesting no i like pedals me too
0: i'm a small time guy man i i play on a little shitty i got an expensive ass guitar and a really cheap amp oh yeah so i just bought i just bought a new x-series jackson yeah um from sweetwater you do um, like him, Jackson's. It, who, my dream
1: guitar. Who got you to the Jackson's? Was it a Megadeth? He's always I've been always been a, been a Jackson guy. Megadeth. Or, I had a Randy Bullet? Rhodes.
0: Oh, all of those bands in the 80s. Bullet they all played Jackson's. Oh, yeah. oh Bullet, Bullet was the one that yeah. I was yeah, like. Yeah. They all played Randy Rhodes. Well, not all. I, I Actually, I don't think Padge played Jackson's for long before he switched to LTD because he got a signature really quick. But Matt mm. from Bullet played Jackson's forever. Mm-hmm. And. These Uh, Mm huh yeah yeah well randy rhodes specifically Mm -hmm. and i found one at a pawn shop one time and they didn't know what they had it's 150 bucks spotless and that was a fucking 700 hundred dollar guitar like i'm like oh yeah it's not bad and i played it off like oh these motherfuckers have no clue what this (laughs) is i paid 150 bucks for it and i loved it other than it's a v and you can only play it standing up
1: comfortably well they might have known what they had but they probably only paid fifty dollars for probably you know, <laughs> but, really, um... that's a tough sell in fayette county yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well it was the,
0: it was pawn shop here in town yeah um but no i've always loved jackson's and um just something about that super uh, that metal look to those guitars has always done it for me and i always wanted a super strap body a dinky with a reverse headstock I really wanted Mick Thompson's signature, but you're talking big time fucking money just to have his name on it and the Seymour Duncan blackouts. Yeah. And what I could pay I bought I paid seven fifty or seven fifty after after tax for my X series that I just bought and I could put those pickups in there and still be like two grand under what it would have cost me to buy the Mick Thompson signature. I
1: just saw Mick Thompson just switch to ESP as well. Bro, uh-huh. he has
0: been all he's now, that motherfucker has been with everybody. He was with Schechter. He was with fucking Jackson. He's been now. He's with ESP. He's always bouncing around. Don't know why, but you throw a bag at a guy, money. you know. Yeah. But money. No, I the these guys. Well, Preston uh, actually swung by the house and played my my new guitar the other day. Sweet, it's um, comfy. He's never really understood why I like the Jackson so much. Um, I love super strap bodies. I don't like Les Paul style bodies. I feel like they're really back heavy um he's always gravitated towards the the less paul body um we've had this conversation on the pod before but you know i, I i've always been so tight with gear with with guitars and stuff mm-hmm. and i've had some nice ones i've had a nice ibanez i had that randy rhodes that was really nice i sold them all man and of course i talked about that on the pod too i was in a place in time where I was fucking broke as shit and I had to sell guitars and PlayStations and TVs to pay fucking
1: rent. Been there, bro.
0: So, yeah, you know, man. Mm-hmm. It sucks. So, I was sitting in the house the other day and I was talking to these guys in the group chat about, man, this. I sent pictures of it and they're like, just fucking, dude, treat yourself. You make big boy money now. Treat yourself. And my, my fiancé's like, like, babe, just fucking buy it. You have the money. Buy it. And I, I finally did it and I bought it and I fucking just... Amen to that. Half the time I just stare at it hanging <laughs> on the wall like... I finally bought my dream guitar. And everybody's like, I said, Your fucking dream guitar is a $750 Jackson. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. And I can put a fucking $300 set of bare knuckle pickups in it and make it sound better than anything out there.
2: You know? I think Jackson, if I'm not mistaken, was really big in the 80s. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Biggest oh, yeah. guitar By, in the You know, it, it was really popular among trainers. Jackson, amongst Kramer. Shredders. Like, lead Jackson guitarists Kramer and stuff, so and I can I can see why you got Megadeth. into it. I mean,
1: before, James before, Hetfield almost went yeah. Jackson. James Hetfield, you guys listen to him talk about that? No, I didn't see that. I never yeah. heard the
0: story of why he ended up not going with Jackson. though.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I know it's it might have been money. Long ESP might have been throwing more money
0: at him. Jackson had so many in the eighties. <clears throat> I mean, you got before Dave Mustaine signed with Dean, that's all he played was Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, all of this, I mean, the Shredders, they all played. Jacksons. I wonder
2: I Marty. wonder if cuz I know Marty. like in the 90s Jackson Kelly I think it was the 90s Jackson kind of fell
0: off. They did. Was that was that because of Ibanez? That was because of grunge.
3: Uh, even the 2000s That's fair. like Jack- That's grunge fair.
0: made Jackson's fall off. It's not 2000s, a grunge guitar. No. At all. It's not. And but even they had a I'm sorry Preston, no, I you cutting good, me off. Good. They had a big resurgence in the early 2000s with metalcore.
2: I can yeah. I can definitely because see of, that.
0: Bullet. Cause of Bullet. Cuz of Bullet. And I believe Ollie played a Jackson really early on. Ollie, uh, Ollie Herbert. And, uh, Herbert. Really nah, early. Yeah,
3: he played an Ibanez Zyphos. Oh. Uh, you know that band Vera that we play with every now and then? Real good mm-hmm. dudes up Pickerington area. Uh, both of their guitarists are Zyphos diehards. That's all okay. they play. All they play. Jesse Makes Cash, sense. dude. Hera. signature
0: What were you getting ready to say about Jackson's press? I didn't mean to cut you off.
3: No, I was. I may be wrong in saying this, but I was. Other than Bullet, I was trying to think, and I was like, I feel like Jackson kind of died in the early 2000s.
0: Trivium. Um, lead guitarist for Trivium. He plays a Jackson. Yes, still to this day. Yeah, he has always played Jackson. Um, yep. why I think I I they're think a great name. guitar. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah they're a great I've, guitar. I've always thought they were a great guitar. I just guitar. felt like
3: they didn't. In the early 2000s, to me, when I was a young kid and I was looking around, it didn't feel like they were an ESP or, of course, they weren't a Gibson or a Fender because that appealed that's to the
1: different. Manager. That's a different level. It's love. just a yeah. price point, though, man. I mean, you could give any one of us any guitar and we're going to play it, man. Mm-hmm. Do, yeah, I don't yeah. give a fuck about the name or how much it costs. Like, I yeah. care about how well it plays. Quality of yep. the play yeah. style, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. I want it to be comfortable. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you, you, your play style specifically, especially earlier on, um you jackson just didn't fit you man it even just, though i
3: was playing fucking thrash metal like it just i don't know i was the weirdo that wanted like um a more classical looking guitar mm-hmm. but i played metal on but it. you like, know
0: you go back and listen to we, we, we keep talking about bullet you go back and listen to the poison or or um uh oh shit scream aim fire the clean tone on those albums one of the greatest albums ever through oh, a jackson yeah. Yep. Those are both Jackson guitars. I mean, yep. it's just, and and in my opinion, I've said it on the show before, that uh, Bullet had the best clean tone ever on those two records. And they were through a Jackson guitar. And the the <clears> versatility <throat> that those pieces showed while looking so fucking cool on stage, especially the reverse headstock, like this Charvel sitting back here. yeah, Like that just fucking did it for me. I was like, that is the most metal looking guitar mm. ever that you can do all these different things with.
3: Were you a BC Rich fan? Because those are some metal looking fucking guitars. I I uh, I wasn't a Dean fan either.
0: And Dean had some of the most metal looking guitars ever. Now, I I I did want a couple. I did want Dave Mustaine's Rust in Peace signature. Just to fucking have it. Oh, yeah. Just as a wall piece. Yeah, just as a wall piece. But I didn't think that. I thought that Dean. I was really surprised when Mustaine. That Mustaine stuck with Dean so long. Now he's with Gibson now. But and actually, did you see that he just released the signature Kramer? Cuz Kramer's owned yeah, by Gibson.
1: Dude. dude, and the Kramer on the headstock is yes. in Megadeth letters like that. Yes. Oh, is it really it's badass, fucking dude, yeah. awesome? Oh, that's what I'm not into gorgeous. V's, but I'm not I, into V's. If, yeah. if I was, I'd yeah. buy that one. Yeah. yeah.
0: The, the only reason the only V's I'm into is Randy Rose cuz they have the shorter hook on the bottom, the shorter mm-hmm. uh, what do you call horn, them? horn on the bottom that makes them a little easier to set in your leg and play, but goddamn, do they look cool? Yeah. They look fucking awesome.
1: I'm just into strats and tellies, man. Yeah, man. You're
3: I wonder why. <laughs> oh, fucking, what's his name again? Tim Henson, <laughs> yep. super strats. Yep. He plays I, all Ibanez. I, he plays bro. all Ibanez uh, Az's. Yeah, yep. I, I just those things are sweet. I always
2: did like Ibanez, but I think I think it's yeah, probably the same reason you Ibanez like uh, you like the the Jacksons. I mean. Both Super both sweet. of those very guitars sleek. were were really meant to be very easy to play metal music. They don't fight you yep. no. when you're trying to play. That's part so of the it makes why it, I think he didn't like them. Right. I like a guitar. And it's it, and, it, and it's, and it's very easy to. It's almost like when Preston was playing my uh, my Fender Strat. He was mm. like it's it's almost too, e- too it's easy. almost like cheating. Yeah, it's too it's so easy yep. to play this. Yeah. Um, and I've always kind of felt that same way about my Ibanez. Um, it's kind right of a here. lower lower yeah. end Ibanez, but it's you know still a great guitar. The, um, the it's Jacksons, kind of yeah, the Jacksons. I always the, the ones I've played always felt really comfortable and easy to play. Which is a bad job
0: out of me for not bringing it over here for you? You haven't played it yet, so that's a bad job that's out of sweet. me. For well, I haven't that's showed sweet. you my that's Strat sweet.
2: either, so yeah, we're, we can both be assholes. That's fine.
0: But no, it, it it does feel like cheating. And it's yeah. because of how just them strings just fucking slap, bro. Even you know I
2: mean? when you put... Like, I put fucking 11s on my Ibanez, and it still feels so easy to play.
0: I think that... I might be wrong here. I might be overstepping my balance here. But does any super-strap body style, no matter your gauge... I mean, you put 12s on a super-strap body, and it feels like cheating. That's yeah, true, I just think fucking, probably. The main yeah. reason I
2: always put the heavier string heavier gauge strings on it is because i played a lot of like chord based you know mm-hmm. my my style always incorporated a lot of chords and i felt like when i put the nines <laughs> the on meeting. yeah when i put, <laughs> when, I put the, when i put the nines on like you know a lot of these couldn't shredders of do them in your hand. like yeah. it was I when i would hit Jackson the chord right with my right hand i would pick it out you know i'd strum it or whatever It just sounded twangy. It would sound out of fucking tune. A little bit of vibration Um, in the string. Yeah, it just it did not work out. So I always went with the heavier gauges.
0: So, Tyler, what is your favorite guitar while we're on the topic?
1: Well, I mean... uh, You did say... in my, in my, tellers, my life, I've went on a uh, journey of guitars I'm obsessed I with. I like journeys. So, my so my, journeys my whole life, love. I wanted ESPs pretty much as a kid because of Kirk Hammett. Mm-hmm. Not that he was the greatest, but man, he has the coolest guitars. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. the all black one with the skull <laughs> yeah. 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 and crossbone the, inlays. and then it was Shaktar's, and then it, and it was Shaktar's because I wanted to be Sinister Gates. I told you. Even even younger than that, I wanted a Les Paul because I was hooked on Slash when I was you know a little kid. Gold top, baby. Yeah, dude. maybe we? I was, I but went I through mean, a phase
0: like that, and you won't believe me when I say this, but because of Ace Fraley. Yeah.
1: Just, Cherry Sunburst.
0: Cherry Cherry Sunburst, a Cherry Sunburst but, man. So I was, my dad was just, you know, I grew up listening to Kiss because my dad was just such a diehard Kiss fan. And Ace Fraley is the reason I picked up a guitar. And he had that, that Cherry Sunburst oh, Les Paul. Flame three, with, on it. with three active humbuckers in it. And I was just obsessed with that guitar. It looks so good on album covers. It looks so good live. He got so many different tones out of that guitar, and I was like, man, that's what I want. And then I played with I'm like, wow, this is fucking uncomfortable as fuck. <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> but,
1: but back to your original question, what my favorite guitars are now, I've really got into the Fenders mostly because they're the nicest, cheap guitar you can get. Yes. You, you, mm-hmm. can, you can get a used Mexican Strat. That's as nice as anything else for five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I don't care. People are like, "Oh, the Americans are made out of different wood and mm-hmm. hand rounded <laughs> frets." If that plays and sounds like good, bloody, they don't I don't matter, give dude. a fine fuck. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. Facts. as long as them facts. frets ain't cutting me, I don't exactly. care if they facts. were fucking hand rounded or machine rounded. I, I mean, to me, uh, I did have a one hundred twentieth anniversary Gibson Explorer. But it's like, I dude. It's explorers. like, dude. I was like afraid to play it. I didn't want to scratch it. I didn't yeah. want to drop it. <laughs> How
0: cool would an explorer look with a reverse headstock? Oh yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd be a little weird. But <laughs> the Korean ones were always my favorite. Yeah, I love the the fifty eight Korean explorers. Um, that just that color, that goldish bronze. I didn't know they color. did
1: anything that was not USA. Yeah,
0: Are no, you talking about Epiphone. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. Um, the the Korean. Um, it's a, it's like a gold bronzish color with a pearl um, pickguard and chrome humbuckers in it and my god is it beautiful but they are not cheap. Not cheap at all. I mean you're talking 12 grand for the lowest end one you mm. can get. Um, but I mean goodness. also I think the Strat
1: an is an probably iPhone? Yes. Also I what? think the Strat is probably like the most versatile guitar that I have. Because, you know, I have stuff with, like, Seymour, Duncan, bro, and Bro, Jim Root plays a yeah. telly. I, I have <laughs> stuff with active pickups. Like, I just think, like, the Strat, I get it all. You know, I have I have one tuned down to C that's mm-hmm. an HSS. And, dude, I mean, despite what people may say. Shit fucking, Sean it plays a Strat. Strat. Sean plays a Strat. with Seymour, Duncan,
3: Blackwood.
2: An HSS event? down, down yep. to C. My yep. Strat's always been in C, bro. bro.
0: With just stock yep. fucking single coil. Oh, well. Yeah, single coils in it.
1: Yeah, I love single coils too, man. And people's like, oh, I hate the hum. We'll buy a noise suppressor. I was yeah. going to say, but get you know, a noise yeah. gate. Yeah. I mean, I got but, the NS2, man, and I can turn that, <laughs> what, I can turn that bad is to where there's gates, zero but. hum. Yeah. Zero. And it does not take away from the body because I got, yeah, I got the Mesa dual wreck. Okay. Know, so, okay. I, mean, I mean, I'm convinced that pickups and shit are a gimmick too, bro. I like, promise you they're not. I mean, dude, that's, that's a hot take, buddy. We'll okay. get to that. I was going to say, you know what? what? Fuck it. We're here. We're here. We're here. Let's go. You can't plug anything into my Mesa and make it sound bad.
3: I I don't disagree with I that. I agree with you.
1: But That's, I have I a mean, recent experience. You, you're telling me Fishman wants Tim Henson's pickups different than their regular ones? They don't, uh, most they don't likely just, not. They don't just put his fucking name on it. I'm and not sell the them.
3: biggest Fishman fan in the world since i have a had guitar. Fishman's in his pickups yeah, like two months ago. I like You him there for used two fucking like. I l- I love them way more than EMG. You were a fangirl them. about them,
2: yeah. And I would tell you that I didn't like them, and you would like get physically upset.
3: No, it was <laughs> get physically. It's upset. just a clean tone that I'm not crazy I about. I thought
2: you were going to puke the one time I told you I I didn't like it. No, no, no. Like literally when nah. when you guys use that nah. when you guys use that fucking ESP on the recording for inhibitions, yeah, it pissed me off. Because as soon as you guys started recording the clean shit, I was like, God damn it. I
3: was going to say, he loves the guitar. Oh, yeah. He loves the heavy. Yeah, but tone. say, it's all distorted. It's like, all, distortion it's all yeah. distorted.
2: The yeah, clean tone was sick. Yeah. That, that guitar sounds like dog shit clean compared it's to your It's like Chapmans.
3: almost artificial. Artificial. Like the clean tone with so, the fish ones.
0: I agree with you 100% because there is not a single fucking sound that you can't create with plugins or. Or pedals. Or pedals you know? or some effect on a interface.
1: I'm just a firm believer in the way well, I have my pedal board built right now with my Tube Screamer and my Fender Pugilist. Distortion. you still playing on
0: Tube Screamer? Fuck yeah, yeah, fuck that's yeah, dude. Fun, dude. I pair
1: I pair it with my uh, Fender Pugilist, dude, and it gives it that extra bite. Um, yeah. Are you dude, running I,
0: a noise gate?
1: Yeah, NS2. Okay. Boston S2. Yeah. I is do that, that, that. Your noise, is I what your noise do that. I do that I for thought. the single coils because it completely eliminates the hum. It's yeah. almost yeah. like having Fender Noiseless pickups. Yeah. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I'm, I don't think that I can plug and I have some cheaper guitars with some cheaper pickups too. I just don't think there's one on my wall that I can plug through my pedal board and through my Mesa that don't sound fucking sick.
3: So I agree with you there. I don't think you could plug into a a Mesa boogie and sound bad for me. It's about clarity. So, and, which you guys
1: record and shit too. So that's probably where those differences come in so a lot more. So, an example. Let and finish, and then I got a thought.
3: Yeah. So, an example. A very recent example of I have that new Chapman guitar, and it had Seymour Duncan uh, Pegasus Pegasus Sentience in it. A very well known pickup, and a good good pickups at that. For whatever reason, it made my guitar sound dark. It still had the clarity that I liked, but it was darker and a little muddier than I liked. And I put new bare knuckle pickups in it, and it completely transformed this guitar. Mm-hmm. Completely, I'd say
2: transformed the main the main thing was just the type of magnets you went
0: Alnico from yeah. ceramic. Yeah, well, so I have ceramic in my I have ceramic active pickups. And the store.
3: other Chapman when it had Chapman pickups in it, and then I put the bare knuckle silos in it completely transform that guitar completely so I would say
2: that some people probably put too much emphasis on pickups yeah, yeah. do they make a difference 100% um, but everything is is co- compounding so you have like the wood the guitar is made of mm-hmm. compounding with the pickups compounding with your your pedals whatever's in your signal chain the amp, I mean, if you have a badass amp and it's help out a ton. <laughs> your pedals are are you got some some nice pedals, signal chains all correct, and, and you're running things through that, you're gonna have a hard time finding a guitar that doesn't sound at least okay through that. But I think, I think if you grabbed your cheapest, shittiest guitar you got, played it through that setup played like especially like chords and Sixth stuff that chords. that needs some some clarity and then you grab your nicest guitar with the nicest pick it's certainly slightly different you're going to notice a difference
0: but i think his point was they're overrated
2: i i think it i think People put too much emphasis a on like a lot of the times. You can't be. Yeah. I don't gear out. This dude gears out. He gears out more than I
1: do. I I'm, I'm mean, I gear out, but it's more two. on guitars than before. I'm going to spend three hundred dollars for pickups with Tim Henson's name on them. Yeah, you know, I'm. Right. Right. am not a fan of
2: signatures, than... and I'm. I'm with you right there. I think signatures is really just you yeah. buying the name. Yep.
1: You're not going to sound like them. You're going to sound like you put Fishman mm-hmm. in your guitar. Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: That's why I bought an X series instead of Mick Thompson signature. Yeah,
1: I mean, I love, I love I guitar. love signature guitars. They're cool looking. Wrong. Yeah, they look cool. I mean, if, you, if it was up to me, I would own every. Dude, go look
0: at Misha you. Misha's fucking signature uh, Jackson. Mara- They're the Juggernauts. Juggernauts. That's it. His signature <clears throat> Juggernauts. <clears throat> oh, that's yours. They're fucking incredibly gorgeous guitars, but why would I pay eight grand for that?
3: It ain't eight, but still, I've
2: never the seen is a signature guitar that I cared to own.
1: No. Or cared to even gawk Ex- over. Except that the, the I don't ru- want to play somebody else's guitar. You ever seen the Kirk Hammett mommy guitar? Uh, the, Dude, the, it's the, the best. The the <laughs> the
0: the, mm. b- the one with the the all black with the skull and crossbone inlays and the reverse headstock is his best looking guitar ever.
1: Ouija sweet. I actually have that guitar and I put a skin over my own skin over it. That you I you have that guitar? Yeah, I do.
0: You motherfucker! Yeah, you I didn't do. bring it. You no. didn't bring it to show it off. I have
1: a KH two hundred two. You're a piece of shit, bro. bro. A, <laughs>
0: like, I, you, I haven't played one of those since I was like 16 years old in a guitar center. And I they did. were like,
1: "Are you,
0: you, you, we're going to watch you play yeah. this so you don't drop it. And I'm like, bro, I'm not going to fucking drop it. Like, just let me play yeah, it, The man. bitch is still
1: $700 used, man. Yes. They're I, not I, I ruined it, though, man. I signed the back of the headstock and red Sharpie. And <laughs> I, like I said, I, 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 co- I covered the whole body with, like, different cutouts and shit. I it's sweet. I like have to show you a picture later. I
0: had a uh an Ibanez with uh it was a G uh G40G. I don't remember which one it was. Kinda, it was kind of like it was it was just like this one back here. Kind of a mid-level Ibanez with like a, a metallic black finish with a shit ton of metal flake in it. Sparkle like dime. you know, a guitar I'm talking about had a tremolo bridge, all that oh, yeah, stuff. yeah. I put a f- fucking sticker on it. <laughs> <laughs> like why did I do that? I was fucking like 16, 17 years old and dumb.
1: Yeah, I had this thing, dude. I used to sign every headstock of every guitar that I owned. Really? Yeah, in Sharpie. Because I always said it would deem it worthless to anybody else.
0: Damn, that's kind of metal as fuck. That is metal as fuck. Bro, that's deep. Like, that's, <laughs> that's deep, my guy. Yep. I've only had a glass and a half, two glasses of bourbon. It's <laughs> deep as fuck, man. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying I'm gonna do it.
1: But that's pretty fucking metal. So I want to ask you guys a question, only because I didn't know before the podcast. Um, So you guys started out jamming together, right? Mm -hmm. Him and I did, yes. Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I mean, how did that happen?
4: Uh,
0: Well, so we we went to, uh, okay, so you know Miami Trace, back in the day, we all went to different elementary schools. There was, I don't know, five or six different ones spread out across the county. Okay. He went to Madison Mills, I went to New Holland. Um, so we didn't really meet until fifth grade when we ended up on the same Pony League football team together. Well, his dad and my dad ran around in high school together. Okay, and we're buddies. You know, party together in high school. So we end up on the same football team, and our dads are talking on the sidelines. And you know, he was he was our quarterback, and and we just kind of ended up becoming friends. And then before we knew it, we kind of both were like, "Man, you've been you listen to Metallica?" And I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, man, I listen to Metallica." And like, we just kind of like. You know, you have these conversations on the sidelines or after practice or shit, uh, you know, during football. And we just kind of discovered this similar uh, taste in music. And ironically enough, I think we both kind of ended up getting our first guitars at the That's same roughly time. Roughly the same
3: damn time. And,
0: yep. you know, when we were like 12 or 13 years old, cheap. I, I had the same thing he did. Cheap ass fucking knockoff Strat is what it was. And I still have it. And I still have mine and we kind of i don't even remember how the conversations went but it was just you know hey i'm i'm playing guitar now oh me too well neither one of us had a fucking teacher you know we didn't take didn't ever take lessons or have anything like that neither one of our dads played guitar um so you know we just started hanging out and we would just bring if i was going to his house i'd bring my guitar and amp if he's coming to my house he'd bring his guitar and amp and every time we hung out, that's all we did was go to whoever's room. Hours room. on hours, we were on at on and jam, dude, and yep. jam. Hmm. And yep. our parents loved it. Like they never, you know, oh turn that shit down. No, like we were yep. like encouraged to, um, to play. And we really taught each other how to, you know, we learned how to read tabs, and then we started to uh, play songs together. And then we eventually got to the point where we were you know, kind of doing our own thing and writing our own riffs. And we've said it on the show before we were riffers. And um, and then come junior high, now we're going to school together. So we see each other literally every day. And all we talk about is music. And, you know, we're playing football together. And we're starting to listen to metal in the locker room. And um, so it just continuously built and built and built. And, I mean, we've been best friends since we were, you know, 12, 13 years old. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and music has been, music and sports both. Yeah. Um but music obviously on a deeper level uh has just been I mean T- Tyler and I and I, you guys might have met through the gym but Tyler and I is the same story you know we became best friends uh became fucking brothers through music um and the love and passion that we have for music um and you know I'm I'm almost 28 years old I I guess I'm the youngest one of the bunch here I'm the only one that's still 27 mm. So fuck all you old bastards but <laughs> you know music has has created uh the longest lasting and strongest friendships that i have i keep my circle small man i only got a few homies and yeah. the ones that i do it's about music man and yeah. um
1: you can definitely relate to that yeah
0: and uh-huh. it's because i don't know that there's i'm sure there is but There's not like military, like veterans. You know, I I know some guys I work with. uh, So my my dad is the uh, he's on the board for something called Operation Cherry Bend, which is a veteran driven uh, organization that puts on events throughout the year, hunting events and stuff like that. Golf outings. Uh, We actually they they have a a concert every year um, for wounded vets. Um, And we take we take veterans on on deer hunts, on turkey hunts, pheasant hunts and all that. And the camaraderie in that is what I feel like music is the closest thing related to that, to me. Um, you know, I was I was in the fire service. I was a firefighter for, for many years. And the only other firefighter that I worked with ever that I still talk to is him. You know what I mean? Like, it's just there's nothing that's been able to create that brotherhood for me like music. Nope. Yep. Yeah, um, and I feel like you, you said you felt that. I mean, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. You know, yeah, I, mean?
2: I um, you know, to kind of speak on that, one one of the, the hardest things you, you hear. You hear of people coming out of the military and having trouble adjusting, to civilian, civilian life. life. Yeah. Now, I was not in any kind of combat field or anything like that. You know, I, I fixed airplanes while I was in. But the level of camaraderie while you're in the military is such a high level because it's you and a bunch of other people from around the country in a foreign fucking area. Even even though I was stateside, it's it's not home. And you're all far from home. All you have is each other. That's all you have. And so there's still several people I served with that I still keep in touch with, and I would... You know, if they called me up and said, hey, I need your help, and it's within my ability to help them, I'm going to do it. And coming out of the service and going more into the civilian world where everyone's out for themselves, no one's, you know, it's, it's you looking out for you, no one else is going to look out for you. But I do feel that same kind of camaraderie in, in the music realm We've talked about it a little bit on the show with with different bands we've played with and making the connections, and everyone's trying to help each other um, get to the next level and, you know, helping each other get shows, and, um, you know, that's the musician side of it, but then also, like, as the fandom kind of piece of it, anyone I know that, that listens to rock and metal, like... I feel that connection with them. It's to almost where like the if, juke bond when if, you own a juke, Yeah. You know? Yeah. What you
0: talk about, you see somebody wearing a band shirt walking yeah. down the street, mm-hmm. you're instantly like, I'm going to go talk, talk to, to that, that guy. guy.
2: Yep. It's it's like this. If I run into anyone that was, you know, that is a, a military veteran and I tell them I'm a veteran, they are willing to do things for me if I ask them to that you would not expect... You know, normal people to do for anyone else. No, I feel that same kind of camaraderie with other people that listen to the kind of music I listen to. As odd as that sounds, and as odd as that seems, you know, meeting someone like like Tyler here. You know, we we connected on the type of music. I'm sure if I hit this dude up, was like, hey, I got an issue, I need some help with, and it was within his realm, he'd help me out. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: vice versa. Like, hey, we're selling $30 t-shirts. I'll fucking take them. (laughs) Let's Let's go. go. My (laughs) guy. Appreciate you.
0: (laughs) Appreciate you. But again, that goes back to, you know, like Mitch was on the show. Mm -hmm. Like just because he's a musician, he's a local musician, he's grinding, he's he's doing things the right way. If he was selling $30 t-shirts, I'd buy one.
1: Exactly. Yep. I would too.
0: I'd buy one. So, Mitch, I know you're listening. If you sell shirts, bro. Fear dog, I got you. Why the fuck Me ain't too, you bro. got shirts oh, yet, you bro? Got sh- We got a guy. I
2: gotta talk to him. We got a guy. I gotta, I gotta, we'll gotta hit up Mitch and ask him why the fuck he ain't got no merch. Why he ain't say, got he shit going merch. on? We got, we got a guy. We'll hook. Also, you
1: also up. I mean, if you're a guy that likes hip hop, Mitch is fucking sick, bro. Yeah, dude? I mean, dude. he's he's getting yeah, ready he's to drop a new He's, like he's always been he's top of his craft. He's getting
0: ready to drop a new album too, or a new is it an EP? He
2: he recently dropped like a rock album, and he's always he's always working on yeah, dude. He did
1: that cover of what's that song called? Where he was singing like real loud. He just I talked about it on the show, but dude, I'm getting hold old. A of of Coldplay play song dark. or something. I can pull it up. I don't remember what it was, but I remember. Here's I remember him it. messaging him like, "Dude, you're fucking awesome at singing." What like, what I, didn't know what he I could say? Do that. He's so creative.
0: Yeah. Like just he can oh, do yeah. so much different shit, man. He's and he you, does it all himself. You right? talked like, about mm-hmm. being a fan yeah. of all different types of music. He is too, man, and then he he has this desire to create all different types of music and mm. blend hip hop with rock. And now I know that's been you know done before—Beastie Boys, Hollywood and Dead, right. Limp Biscuit, whatever. But the way that that Mitch is doing it is so much different than like fucking Machine Gun Kelly tries to do that shit, and it's dog shit.
1: Isn't it crazy how there's like outside of what we listen to, there's not like one genre of music anymore. It's all clash together yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: it's all subgenres. it's all it's all a uh, big mashup of shit yeah we argue about it on this show all the time but you know shout out to to fear dog man he's he's doing the damn thing bro no. and he's, i
2: talk a lot of shit to him because of the auto-tune thing but uh bro t-pain uses dog. auto-tune and yeah, t-pain's yeah. that dog so but, oh, but yeah, mitch yeah, has man. always been very <laughs> creative lyrically and i've i've always given him mad props for that
1: I mean, was, he, he used to rap battle people at basketball games. He was you talking know, about how, it. In high school. He was talking about <laughs> it. Were it you there
2: for the one he, uh, Jay at, Kurt. at the fair Jay when Kurt. He,
1: he rap battled uh, Jay Kurt? I saw him rap battle Jay Kurt at a basketball game.
2: <laughs> Hold on, he did it twice? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh Mitch. He didn't oh, say he did he, it he twice. Did, he didn't tell us <laughs> he twice. He acted did like twice. he was reluctantly pulled into this motherfucker. <laughs> he really was reluctant to do it because he was like, I don't know if I really want to do it. This dude kind of sucks. If but. you know J.
0: Kurt, you know why he was reluctant. <laughs> so, I think we went off on a big tangent there. Oh,
1: yeah. Have we got all the way through his journey? Yeah, Is, wh- where before, are we at on your journey? Before we
0: jump into so. Hot Takes, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that there's nothing else that you want to talk about personally, about your music journey, about your... It, it, anything before I mean, we jump into hot takes. I
1: I guess yeah we are missing like kind of the most recent part of my musical journey. Let's hear it bro. Um so I mean a little uh backstory about myself. Um I was a heavy drug user from the ages of like thirteen to the age of like twenty five. And I mean I just uh quite blatantly threw my entire life away on it from a very early age. Like I never had a fucking chance at adulthood, bro. But I mean going through all of my uh challenges and stuff over the years uh i kind of i mean music helped pull me out of that because when you're in those dark places the music fucking speaks to you man facts it, they're writing it about you absolutely it, it's crazy and i mean it was always mind-boggling to me how like someone can put their self in that frame and like speak to you through instruments it's uh and i mean a lot of that for me was always bullet you know they have Bro. very very deep songs They do. Their lyrics are incredible. That's why I fucking... You and me, bro.
0: You and me could get down
1: on some bullet. they pissed me off, though. (laughs) With the new shit? Oh, man, it's terrible. Ugh.
3: It it hurt my heart. (laughs) It hurt my heart so bad. The
0: the, the newest album I I do like. Really? Yeah. And
1: Drop B... Yeah. They're terrible. Oh, man. I like the... I, I do like on it. band's uh, Yeah, but as soon as I heard them coming, like... Oh, I love that riff. Easy now. Terrible. He's yeah, so, easy right, now. come go go on. on. <laughs> as soon as I heard him, like, belting from his gut...
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm like, no way, bro. Shut the fuck up, please.
0: Yeah. Man, I actually did. I really enjoyed the album. And um, it's not the poison. It's not the fever. It's not screaming fire. I get that. But it's... Better than the two before that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one with the butterfly on it. Yeah, I didn't That like one was that. fucking that sickening. Was... The
3: song Venom Breathe Underwater was really uh, good. Venom was, was really
0: that, right? good. Yeah. I liked Venom.
1: You liked yeah, Venom. Yeah, in
3: high school, we lost our shit to that. Venom was
1: nuts. Uh, my favorite album by them is the one, well, Scream and Fire is like in my top albums ever. Same. But as far as them, the one with uh, Your Betrayal. Yeah, the fever. banger after banger the fever. after banger. Is the fever, dude. Yes, I mean the last fight. Yeah, that whole album was alone. In
0: June. Oh, dude, alone makes me lose my
1: shit. But I mean that song, uh, the last fight, bro. It's pretty much like a soundtrack of my addiction. It's crazy. That's wild. So I mean, by the grace of God today, I've got four years clean. Thank God. Oh yeah, dude. But also, Fuck I mean, yeah. Love it. outside Love of it. outside Love of, of like awesome, bullet. Dude. Also, I mean, I can go out into like, you know, I got a. Credit Jelly Roll where it's due, too, man. Jelly Roll. I don't know if you guys know about Jelly Roll. I know, yes. I don't know his whole story, He's a fucking excellent songwriter, man. And and he is an elite. He writes music for people like me. He's Mm -hmm. an elite human being, too. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Dude
0: got wrapped up in some shit when he was 16, caught a felony. They charged like,
1: him as an adult. They
0: charged, yeah. He went to and, big
1: boy prison at 16. Jesus. Like
0: it was a fucked up deal. And Damn. he takes responsibility. He's like I'm I'm taking responsibility for it, but he's all about, you know, reform for discipline for minors and shit like that. But it, you know, it fucked up. But his whole thing is, man, I could have just just like you. I could have laid down and quit and just been a been a drug addict, been a criminal, you know, in general's yeah. case been a criminal. Yeah. And I was it's, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to, you know, get on any sensitive subjects. But no, did you I don't ever have, get in any trouble I, or
1: anything? Yeah, or? yeah, man, I don't have any sensitive subjects anymore. I live through it, and I mean, it is always going to be a part of my story. I can't erase yeah. it. But I mean, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't live it.
0: Did you ever get in any trouble? With- yes,
1: I did actually. Yeah, I mean, I uh, stayed up on probably like a six day meth bender one time, and threatened to kill a bunch of people I shouldn't have killed. They promptly surrounded my house and took me to jail. Yeah, um, but I mean, I Just never catch felony for that. No, I, I, n- I never got caught. with... I can still own guns and vote. Oh yeah, and shit, dude! Like, well, you uh, should be able to. I, n- I never got caught with uh, like drugs or anything like Just that. Just because you Very have an addiction
0: doesn't ever mean, and that's my thing. I've always been in the standpoint of if if you are you know in that frame of mind and you know yeah obviously your family never wants to see, see you go through something like that but really the if you're not physically hurting anybody else the only person you're really physically hurting is yourself
1: oh yeah man so, and it was it was bad like i mean i got to where i was you know nobody i mean my wife had kicked me out my mom had kicked me out like i hit the old 99 sierra just stay in there stay where i can yeah, driving man. around with uh damn you're gonna get me an emotional because, bro Fuck. oh yeah i mean <clears throat> what doesn't kill us makes us stronger i mean I don't, I don't put myself up on any pedestal like like i don't think you should uh I've always uh, preached this, even to my kids. I don't think you should get rewarded for doing the right thing. No, I don't either. I, I think you just should. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I mean, it kind of it should I'm, be the standard, uh, right? I mean, any you know? any fucking addict, Nazis, fuck you. I lived it. Um, <laughs> I, I get I get mad whenever people are like, "Oh, praise me! I have thirty days clean." I'm yep. like, okay, you're supposed to be clean, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like 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 you have children and stuff. There's a yeah. level no. of ownership. When that when, you I, know when, when, when we
0: clap for you and we you know we we say hell yeah, bro, because. You know, I think that's a level of, of being proud of, dude, you, you did what, millions of people.
1: Oh, yeah, man. And, I mean, it's it's not. And you uh, don't feel sorry for yourself. No, you I mean, you and know, if any dummy like me can do it, so can you. Uh-huh. And, I mean, that kind of, it got me thinking about the other day. I was watching your guys' episode, The Business of the Business Band, of the band. Yep, that was a good where, show. Where he was talking about, like. Setting realistic expectations of, you know, we all want to be rock stars and shit like sure. that. Dude, the level of hell that I created for myself that I lived in, I'm a fucking rock star today, bro. Facts. That's I mean, awesome. That's metal fuck, as That's metal dude. as fuck, metal as fuck, You, you know, I've, I've got... And I mean, I, I hate to sound like that, but also in becoming clean, I've become character defect very materialistic because i never had a fucking thing in my entire life you got a nice ass yeah. truck but you, you, you we were, were talking about your truck and it you was got a nice ass, thing yeah yeah because i mean i was a drug addict that would drive around and clapped out shit with my kids <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what i mean no ac no heat type of shit like yeah. their mom didn't want them ever going with me type of stuff but i mean i just didn't care I was like oh yeah. they'll never get me on no fucking car payment <laughs> <laughs> but,
4: I mean <laughs> stick it to
3: the man baby stick it <laughs> to the man <laughs> just today I, I,
1: I got everything I want and more dude I got my family intact I'm grilling she's making sides kids are playing in the yard oh just, I love holy it, fucking dude, shit, dude, I, love shit. It. I
0: cannot wait to fucking clip that out and yep. put that in our fucking in our, our, uh, videos it. for that's our, it, our episode previews that's, that's the shit. life man
1: rockstar life I, I mean I, mean, I always thrived for normalcy because sure. I was such a piece of shit for so long. Yeah. But that that fucking normal life is the top. That's all you want, and and, that's, and I'm I'm totally cool with that. That's bro, the thing
0: that course. I appreciate the fuck out of you is because you're like, dude, I was a piece of shit. It wasn't like all oh, this. I was. I'm I, not I, a piece of I, shit. I, so I, I was a victim. Yeah. <laughs> you're not playing this. You're not. You don't play the. Oh, I'm a victim of this. This whatever. It's no, it's
1: I was. No, I mean, I, I could go that route. I mean, I probably was a victim of the people feeding me drugs when I was fifteen. For sure, when you're a minor, yeah. You, you know, you're fifteen. You're a fucking little dumbass. You don't know nothing. You just ride around with who you're riding around with and do yeah, what they do. No yeah. Dude, you
0: know how easily me or oh, him could have went down God. that path because we ran around with some dudes back we did in the some day. Dumb shit. We did man. some stupid. Al- Ours was more alcohol. Yeah. Sixteen year old me was a straight up alcoholic, bro. Like. 16-year-old me could drink 27-year-old me under the table for three days yep. straight.
1: Yeah. Yep. And, and, I mean, pe- people like to put that on the back burner, bro, but it's just as bad. Oh,
0: it's absolutely... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, And it's instantly accessible.
1: I mean, I mean, a 15-year-old drinking every day is just as bad as someone trying meth when they're 15.
0: And I was 15 and drinking every day. Exactly. not worse, like, man. I, mean, like, I was 15 and drinking every day, pretty much. Yeah. So, I'm not saying that I've ever been in your shoes, because I... But, I
1: mean, really, I think... Uh, I mean, the doctors is who got me speeding at first. You know what I'm saying? They said Mm -hmm. I I hated being in school, and I hated the kids I went to school with at East Clinton or whatever. But, um, I mean, I just hated fucking being there. So they said he's got ADHD. Give him Adderall. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't even know it, but they turned me into a fucking pretty much a speed junkie for two years. Mm -hmm. I was in seventh and eighth grade.
0: Yeah. I don't want to dive down into that, but is is Adderall close to... Oh, yeah, it's like math. it's like
1: one chemical compound difference. It's like, it's okay. artificial, artificial math, pretty much. I got a wow. I got a That's what you're feeding that, like, to your kids, anybody not, that gives their kids Adderall. Not even a buddy, but,
0: don't like, do it. a guy that I know that I am I follow on social media and whatnot, um, you know, not from around here or anything, but, like, brags about, like, Adderall. And I'm like, dude, I don't think you should be bragging about but that. But
1: anyways, back on topic. Um, so, uh, I got to rehab, and they had a fucking guitar, man. And like before that, I was just kind of running around doing the drug thing. I still had a couple guitars that I had for a long time, but I didn't really play them. I get the rehab, dude, and there's a guitar. And I tell you, that guitar is the only thing that fucking kept me from leaving and just going back into the cycle. Oh my god, that's the, so that's awesome. incredible! Guitar, dude, that's right there. Cheap, cheap ovation. What's the knockoff ovation? Looks just like an ovation. Applause!
0: Up, there you go. Yeah. Applause! That's it. Yeah, they had
1: an applause guitar, bro. And I talked the it had a broken string, and like, I talked the director into ordering some new Ernie Ball Earthwoods for it. Yeah. And I talked to the maintenance guy into <laughs> giving me some snips so I could fucking yeah clip you. And yeah. I just sat and I played that thing all the time, dude. Wow. That's
0: the most. That might be the most as fuck thing. Said Music on this saves show, lives, people. It really does, man. For sure. That's fucking awesome. Well, I I I I know for one, and you know it's. You and I met long time ago. It's this has been the first time I've seen you in in several years, but I, I can truly say I'm proud as fuck of you for oh, one. Yeah, man. That's
3: fuck.
1: Last awesome. time you seen me, I was probably a really really troubled youth.
0: Might have been, so. man. I, it very well. I mean, if it was, you know, high school right after high school, it very well mm-hmm. might have been. But I never ever, you know, and I remember you in high school. You were never the guy that was giving anybody fits, or or was, you know, you're always a nice guy. You're always nice to me in high school, so <laughs> I always you know, thought highly of you and everything, and, and I just didn't hear about you or of you for a long time. And then Tyler mentioned uh, bringing you on the show, and I'm like, man, I,
1: I went to school. We went to school with him. I know, like, I know that guy. You know, I know I know <laughs> that guy, but, you know. The I, first time me and Preston actually talked was in the gym locker room, yep. and he is I actually – should probably thank you. He showed me the uh for We Are Mini album, dude. it. It just came out and it became one of my favorite albums of all. Oh time. Oh my god, yeah. that album so, was incredible. Now let them tremble. You
3: had the talk box on uh won't go quietly, man. <laughs> dude I'm
1: Now, now Let Them solo Tremble solo and Keepers of Fellow Yes,
0: man. dude. When we would play Now Let Them Tremble before we took the field on a Friday night, that shit just like and Oh my fucking God. But I'm nah, proud as I hell of mean, you, and I'm glad that you're here today, sitting I here with that, us, man. Yep. Um, Absolutely. living your life to the fucking fullest, loving music, talking about how music saved your life in Taking a way. Taking care of your babies, take, yeah, being a being a dad, being a husband, but you know, doing doing the damn thing. That's fucking awesome, bro, and having a cool ass job star. too. Yeah, yep, it's damn, a legit fucking rock, rock star. star. So. I think it's time we dive into some hot takes, man. I'm and, ready for it, man. I've been I've been man.
2: anticipating this since so I, I think started he's talking. So since <laughs> Tyler and I started talking about bringing him he's on the show, up his he's, nose. He's, he's, he's got his nose nose. Up. <laughs> he's got Look, Tyler Heidi
0: has prepared out the ass <laughs> yeah. for this shit, so I'm ready for it, bro. You can you can <laughs> lay it the fuck on me, well,
1: man. Well, my my first one was a day to remember is not fucking radio core. Woo. Mm. I, I just want to know more about why you feel that way because when i think of radio core dude i think of like three days grace uh, so okay. the the, the word, shine down who's had more number hits than anyone yeah so like,
0: the word core to me means that there's scream there's unclean vocals in it
1: okay okay that, um, that's a little bit of does that make sense to you yeah
0: so when i hear the word core of some sort whether it's death core, metalcore, mathcore, swancore, whatever you want to call Hardcore. it. Hardcore. Hardcore. There is unclean vocals in it. Well, Shinedown doesn't have that. Three Days Grace doesn't have that. Those those kind of, you know, Godsmack, those kind of what I consider dad rock bands. Or butt rock. Or butt rock.
2: Or divorce dad rock.
0: The reason I called an... We we all we we talked about this on an episode earlier this season. Of, we we spent a whole hour on a day to remember and how
2: you, incredible. You, you haven't you haven't heard that episode because it hasn't been released as we part spent, of this season.
0: We spent an hour on how amazing a day to remember thought, is. Oh and shit! And. And the influence. Wait, that I thought had. he
3: brought up this based off of that. Episode no, it's, no, okay. that was yeah. Okay. You're going to love it. We you're going to love
0: it. You will. We spent an hour based on like how revolutionary and important they were in yep. bringing so many new fans yep. to the genre. We compared them to Sleep Token, uh, yep. of how, you know, in the well, early,
3: probably on a much larger in scale. In early,
0: though. oh, for sure. In the early 2010s, A Day to Remember was the band that was bringing all these fans of punk and pop and even hip-hop into metal yeah. because it was radio-friendly. They had very poppy choruses. Uh-huh. They had a lot of um, chanting like Fallout Boy yep. and shit like that. So when I call them Radio core, that's what I'm referring to, that they were a radio-friendly metalcore band that anybody could listen like to. Like an I Prevail. I don't always mean that as an insult. It is more of a, this is a band that anybody can listen to. Yeah. So... When I use the term core, it means that there's, a, if, to me, all the, the, the <coughs> genre Nazis will come after me. That's fine. But when I hear the word core, it means that there's screamed vocals in it.
3: Kind of like uh, there was a time where Amity Affliction, they were more of a radio core because they weren't as harsh. You
4: know, yeah, they had the real popular
3: sure. choruses, even though we love them for a certain amount
4: of time. Yeah, three albums in a yeah. row were absolute razors. Yeah, yeah. Like thank it. you
1: for clarifying. I didn't know core yeah. meant unclean vocals. To yeah. me. See, to when, me. whenever you said like radio core, I think of like, like I said, three days great. Like mainstream, yeah. shit. Like, mainstream shit. Mainstream shit. Yeah. 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 So yeah.
0: a day to remember to me is mainstream metal core. Yep. Meaning they wrote songs that anybody could like like sleep token like bad omens like uh, old amity like sleeping with sirens like pierce the veil like there's so many of those bands that wrote songs that anybody can not anybody can go listen to currents or like mazda flames like there's that shit's too like my old lady she loves sleep token she loves bad omens there's are certain bands that I know that I can show her that she's going to like mm-hmm. because they're that radio friendly. You could you could put them on 99.7 The Blitz and, and most people are going to like it. So RadioCore isn't an insult. It's just a term that I coined and, and I use for this is a mainstream metalcore band that most people could like. So I did, I don't mean to shoot your metal, your, your heavy metal hot take right in no, the it, ass, but it, I okay, hope that man. makes sense. No, it's okay, to you. man. I just want to so see what is, kind of on
1: what you meant.
2: what's, what's your take on a day to remember? Oh man, they're fucking sick.
4: They put out <laughs> some of the best music <laughs> of the 2010s. They, like, he he should have been on the oh, episode man, where we were talking about them. Right?
0: He should have been on the episode where we were talking about them. I mean, yep. Jeremy
1: is a bad motherfucker, Dude, he bro. He is a bad. He has one of the most like intense voices ever. And he's yep. a hell of a producer
0: too. I mean, yeah.
1: He's like yep. the brains behind the whole operation, too, right? And not just them.
0: Yep. He helped produce um, Wage War. Wage War shit. Uh, what the uh, blu- Gravity? Blueprints. Right? Or no, or no, the no, 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 no. Um, shit. It's the one right after that. It's the thingy.
3: With Stitch on it and all those other bangers. Banger after banger after uh, banger. The hell's the name? I
2: almost it? had it and then I forgot it. Oh,
3: now he's looking it up. But yeah, he. he I remember watching a YouTube video years ago. He was a big. He helped them produce that album, and at the time, I didn't even know he was a producer.
1: Yeah, and and what I love so much about a day to remember, and I've always said this, they're the masters of creative simplicity. Mm. Oh, that is that is they're like they're they're the best. I mean, they have like this fucking formula that i would guess like probably taylor swift and everybody else uses yep. like yep. i saw a video on it there's certain like chord progressions and melodies that go together that naturally appear to the average person here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, i talked and about like it a little bit with that. like that. he did yeah. <clears throat> and and i talked about a little metal. bit with like pop uh metal pop formulas so yeah, and
2: like stuff and that's that's probably how they they grabbed so many people that were into like pop music and brought them into metal the, is because they they to an extent did follow some of those yep. pop formulas. The, the there chanting. wasn't a lot of surprises.
0: You take, 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 yep. take, take yeah, yeah, that shit's bad. Like, yep. like that shit, it just makes like I showed that song to my old lady and like listen, my my fiance, God love you, babe. But she just, I mean, pop and hip hop and all that. And I, I'm constantly trying to show her how amazing metal is. And mm-hmm. I, I, started off way too aggressive, and I fucked up doing that. So <laughs> I had to. I <laughs> did. Listen I, to this, I, bitch. <laughs> now she does like Polaris, but that's because I've just force fed it to her yeah. for so long now <laughs> that you she will like this. To, but like Currents, like I, I, you know, I tried to get it, and she there's only one Currents song that she likes. So I was like, you know what? That's I'm too gonna, harsh. I'm going to try something else. And I started with bad omens and then I showed her a day to remember and she's like, Oh my God, this is pretty. This is, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, "There, it's not so over the top that I can't listen to it, you know? And I'm like, uh, uh-huh. and then I showed her sleep token and now she's, she's a worshiper.
4: Well, she's, it's funny you say that because I remember this was like a
3: super <laughs> happy moment for me. My wife, she had never been into true metal. She liked rock music and stuff. Um, But My Curse by Kill Switch. Fucking obsessed with that Hmm. song. It's her favorite metal song of all time. Seriously?
1: Yep. Wait till she hears In Due Time by Kill (laughs) Switch. It doesn't have the pretty parts. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it does. That chorus is gorgeous. Yes, man. Jesse. That's a jam. There's my hot take. I'll save my hot take, but yeah, I'll, I'll just. Ooh. Jesse's better.
1: So anyways, power. a day but to was... remember, man. That guy is just such a genius. Like, have you guys heard the song "Paranoia," yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just about having anxiety.
3: That's a few years ago, right? A... Not, not a long, long
1: time ago. Um, I'm... I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. If I'm, it's the one I'm of. I want to okay. say it's on the same album as "I'm Made of Wax," Larry. Oh, okay, okay. Ooh, is that homesick? That's a jam. I think so. I thought so. I'm not good with names. If it
0: means a lot to you, all that was on there.
2: Paranoia on homesick.
0: Yeah, I, I that's homesick. No, I could be wrong. Yeah, bro. Uh, uh, paranoia is no. Not it's on the one
1: with the dude standing in front of the woods. No, that's like in purple. It's not on there. Not that's up?
0: homesick. No, that. But that is what paranoia on, is on. I'm, bad Vibrations. I made Twenty sixteen. Okay. okay yeah. Shit. That's seven years. Homesick ago. was oh nine, bro. Yeah, and you got to think like if it means a lot to you, which I believe is their most streamed song oh, on Apple I'm sure, Music. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it is.
0: The bat, like just the 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 way that that song. Me and him
3: were playing it acoustic together for. It's a fun six song to time. play. Yes, it is. It is
0: a yep. tearjerker it's of a, a song, jam. man. But it's a jam. It's a jam at the same mm-hmm. damn time. You want what was the, the term you used to describe them? It, in, uh, creative simplicity. Creative simplicity. Like there's nothing about Simplistic that song creativity. that's incredibly yep. complex, mm-hmm. but it just works. It,
1: it... No, but that dude, uh, their guitar player can shred the gnar, bro. Oh,
0: yes,
3: he can. But he
1: just doesn't.
3: Yep. Drop in. Yep. Whoopah. Yep.
1: Neil Westfall is his <laughs> name, <laughs> and he plays the. No, the other dude. He does play oh, the other one, the lead. I thought that was no, Neil, Neil Westfall's. The dude strumming the chords. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, what the fuck is it, Kevin's, Kevin? Kevin. Not sure. It's like Kevin Scap or Scat or something like that. Shout, Shout out right. Kevin. Yeah, he, he can, he can God, shred Kevin. the fucking gnar, though, bro. But he writes the nicest, like, creative leads, too, in yeah. their shit. Like, real It just flows, too. yeah.
0: The way that, the, I, and again, I don't want to spend another hour on a day to remember because we just did it, but. Right. I really
3: think you'll love that
0: show. Their song structure was just so incredible. The way oh, yeah. that they were able mm-hmm. to put a song together, so. Dude's a genius. Go ahead. And you're you're going through your notes. Hit hit us with oh, the next one. Mean, is
3: he hitting? Are go. we going to rotate hot take? No, we're just oh, yeah. no, He's got he's okay. got a handful. He's got They're a handful.
1: Walls. So okay. we're going. Okay, here was one. Nineteen ninety to two thousand fifteen was peak all music, all genres, all musicians. Nineteen ninety to two thousand fifteen. I do not
0: disagree. I don't disagree at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um. Yeah. Be, oh my God. The had, the the range
1: from 90 to 15 that's a
0: huge rate. dude
3: bro the, the R&B album, that i was metallica's listening to metallica's black at that album time came plan. out in
1: 91 i mean i'm incredibly biased on that opinion cowboys from hell yeah. came out and
0: was it 90 or 91 or yeah somewhere, yeah somewhere in that frame. so you had
1: hardcore metal try to
0: tell that to our dads symphony yeah. of destruction megadeth exactly. 92 exactly it's probably a
1: hot take for more of the new and old guys yeah,
0: yeah. well i think symphony of destruction no. Rust in peace. So you had some thrash metal masterpieces. You had all Megadeth Panteras. with Marty
1: was in the nineties.
3: Bro, yes. you had early two thousands hip hop and R and B, which was fucking incredible. Yep, that was exactly.
0: the best. Lil Wayne, bro, oh that's my. all we listened. That was God. the era. That was the best era of hip hop music. I mean, it's ever. all in there. And I mean, t- all of Tupac shit. It's all Nelly. Went to shit. There was so I mean Ice Cube solo shit. Hmm. Dre, S- Snoop Doggy Style was ninety three, man. I mean, so if yeah. we're talking about hip hop. That was easily... We well, talk about
1: anything, bro. I listened to Alan Jackson Drive in 2005 probably a 100,000 times. Chattanooga. The whole album.
0: Chattanooga, 93. The best country song ever written, Tracy Lawrence. Time marches on, 94. or 90, 93 or 94. Absolute best country song ever yeah, written. I
1: mean, that's written. a hot take for a lot of Metallica fans, too. Because, it is. Because yeah. they would be like, yeah, dude... Argh. Dude, Load and Reload are fucking flawless albums, and has some of, has some records. of Kirk's best work. They yep. are fantastic yep. records. We and loved I love those fu- two albums. Always did. Loved them that, since we were kids, dude. We would talk yep. to
3: people that fucking hated those albums. I'm like, now, luckily, is, my
1: dad loved Load. The thing and is, reload. I'm not crazy about the ones on those albums that are on the radio. I love all the ones like, in King, nothing? like King Nothing. Yeah, I, was I say love King Nothing. Like yeah, side. I, I, I uh, love the I memory remains. Song. I love that song, but I, I think I kind of got burnt out on it. Like through my yeah. because it got because my dad was so a Metallica fan, but he would listen to the ones from the radio. Yeah, yeah. I wanted Prince Charming, Bad Slather. Seed, Slather. yeah, dude, yep. Yeah, Johnny. those are some of the sick ones. Ronnie <laughs> man. Yeah, um,
4: yep.
1: songs like about a that school shooter. Shit. Yeah. See, this yeah.
3: motherfucker's out of place when it comes oh. to Metallica, man. Come on, dude! Greatest, biggest band ever, ever, man. absolute
1: greatest ever. band of all time. Yes. But, but no, and that's
3: what's so cool about Metallica. We've said this a minute. You want to talk oh, about yeah, Verso? No. You either love them yeah. or you hate them. Yeah, there's, there's no in-between.
1: No in I mean, no. they're the only band I know that's done an entire Even cover album. Even though you appreciate them, you don't like them. They were All better than, than the originals,
3: And I
2: appreciate what they have done. And their cover album was better than, just, than the original's.
1: People like me didn't know it was a cover album until I was at least 20. Same. Yeah. Dude, I've Whis- been listening to them for over 10 years. I didn't and know I didn't Whiskey in the Jar
0: was a Thin Lizzy song was in college. I knew that. But I I didn't didn't know, like... Now, Turn the Page, I knew, was a cover, but the whole album is covers. Bro, The
3: Unforgiven 2.
1: That is the shit, man. That twangy
3: riff. Yes.
1: I can play that Poor shit.
3: Poor twisted Me wasting my hay. Holy yeah, dude. shit. Dude. Some of the
1: sickest <laughs> riffage ever. Yes. Dude. Fucking awesome. Ain't my bitch. Fuck. <laughs> Two by four. I rem- Two uh, by dude. four.
4: It was
0: like super bouncy. The outlaw torn. Yeah, you know? dude. There's that's another- a
1: masterpiece too. That's dude, ah,
0: oh, you know what I'm listening to on the fucking way home. <laughs> and then and the softer
3: one here was the day.
0: Oh, we that's fucking love that song. That song is.
3: What like, was the one, too? the one that was real different? On I like uh, Prince Charming. It's about it's about all the, about
1: all the evil in the world. A. Yeah, he says no. there's a dirty needle in your child. Haha, <laughs> stick me. Dude, like, he's talking from the perspective of that. Yeah, it's... And he says, I'm the 45 that's astronomy. in your mouth. Astronomy. What was astronomy? Astronomy was on Garage. Horror. Oh, that was mm-hmm. on Garage. That's metal as fuck. Yeah. I like dirty, dirty whores. I'm the 45 that's in your mouth, bro. <laughs> that's
4: nuts. That's metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I fuck. mean,
0: literally, it's yeah. literally metal as fuck. <laughs> 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 so it was a hollow point, but, you yeah.
4: know. No, I wholeheartedly no, I, agree. I agree.
0: I think that that... I mean, when I think about... Of course, about,
3: we're biased because that's what we grew up in, Yeah.
0: But, I mean, we're old guys. And dude, I remember
3: my dad... Like losing his cool one day over an R&B song, and then losing his shit over the newest, heaviest shit that came out, and then losing his shit to & Oates. That was like, it was everything, man. So your
1: dad stays with the Times. On oh, music. yeah. My
3: dad has been the biggest influence on me when it comes to. Is which he, I know is he into all people. the stuff you're into, like Polaris, all that shit? Really?
1: That's sweet. He's not
3: as much into the screaming shit. But he's big into new metal. He was always huge into R&B, always huge into rap and hip-hop, always huge into hair metal. So, like, when I was a kid, it was not just hair metal. It wasn't just hip-hop and R&B. It was everything under the sun. Yep. And I think he gave me my ear for music.
1: Yep, same here. Because I can get down to just about anything except for the mumble rap. Dad
3: wasn't crazy about country music, but I got into country music. I mean, I can
1: get into a lot of country, dude. Even yep. the new guys, uh, Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen—they're yep. fucking. Aw- I mean, they're good, man. I mean as cliche as it is to even say their names today, they're fucking. They're awesome, good, dude. <laughs> dude. They're big for a reason. Yep. They Most are of these really country good. artists, I can't really stand. Yep. Because it's all just about like fictional life, beers shit. and it's, trucks. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But your I mean, girl Morgan, that left Morgan you. Wallen and Luke Combs—they do something special, man. Yep. They're fucking yep. awesome.
3: They have some good And ass I mean, shit. it's
1: always really appealed to me, too, when an artist can perform their songs acoustic, because that's mm-hmm. that's the rawness, bro. That's what, that's what yep. shows the talent. Yep. Can you really sing? Yep. Sit down with your guitarist and I show I can't.
3: Me. I can't sit there and fucking sing, and it sound good. Oh, nope. and Breaking
1: Benjamin is a perfect example, yep. dude. They're fucking flawless acoustically. Yep. Have you ever seen the one where they're in Ben's basement jamming breath Mm-mm. acoustically? You've never Mm-mm. seen Mm-mm. breath acoustic live in their Mm-mm. basement? Mm-mm. Sounds it's sounds like so I'm flawless, gonna... man. It sounds like the album. And wow. they're in that basement. The recorder is almost
3: dead. Yeah. Tyler, your phone's almost dead. You
0: got? There, there's
3: phone. a cord right there. Right here. Oh. No. Nice. You fucked up
2: the
1: vibe, Tyler. <laughs> 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 cut shit out, bro.
4: We don't cut shit out.
3: Hey, it's all is is good. good. Everybody, filtered, everybody can real, see baby.
4: him
1: fuck up and make fun of him. Yep. Make
0: fun of him,
3: guys. <laughs> 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 I got a microphone sitting in my face, so you can't even see me. Probably.
0: We're fixing problems right
3: <clears throat> here. It's gooder than hell now.
0: No, I. I'm, I know I had to step up, so I'd step
3: outside.
1: Take a uh, piss. We said didn't, yeah, we Did didn't you get agree? your take on that hot take. I forget what the hot
2: take is. Nineteen ninety to twenty
3: fifteen was the best time in music ever. All what
2: what I will say is I've always hated that I was a fucking baby during the nineties because of
4: I still how feel much, like I don't I didn't <clears throat> miss much.
1: I don't either. I feel like I heard. All of that I music heard it, it all. Blind, Blind Melon. Yeah, but like, literally nineties like, babies. Like, yeah. So like we grew up on that shit. I know Megadeth's entire Discography. All right, so yeah. look. <laughs> she. I grow.
2: I did not grow up on that shit. I, I've I've grazed upon this this a few times on the show. I grew up in a house in a family. Where I was the only fucking male. Bro, the house that Jack built. I had nothing but women around me. I had no control over the stereo. I had no control over, you know, we watching MTV right now. What do we what are we doing right now? Yeah. So most of what I ever listened to up until the point that <laughs> I kinda got my own like um fucking cd player i started hanging out with dad listening to some of his music more dude it was country it was pop it was a lot of shit that i really didn't fucking like to listen to just dealt with a lot of like the, the first several years of my life i really did not get into music because the shit that i was being exposed to was just shit i really didn't connect with i remember when i was like third grade or something my mom got me a Nelly CD.
3: Love Nelly. Oh man. And, like, Love Nelly. I had
2: a I had a stereo and I would like listen to you know some stations that I could get but it was a shitty stereo so I really couldn't get much on the the radio portion. But I remember listening to that Nelly CD on on repeat. And it wasn't. It was
1: Nellyville, wasn't
3: it? It wasn't that uh, album was <laughs> fucking incredible. It wasn't so
2: much that I loved the music. It was just that was it, it was, was something southern, uh, different from uh, what I was, I was normally being exposed to. Because, or country grammar, country. Because grammar, I'm, yeah. I'm, I got my mom that listens to country and life. pop. I got my sisters that listen to to all this pop, Spice Girls and shit like that. In sync thing. I mean, just all this stuff that I really didn't care for. It really wasn't until I hit, like, fucking 10, 11, 12, that age range that I started being able to listen to my own shit. Because I was, you know, some of the things that were happening in the time and the way that you can consume music was was changing to where I could be more individual and not fucking depend on the radio station played in the car or... You know, we're listening, we're watching MTV right now. And there's music videos, and it's the. I, I specifically remember the Pink Panther song. You guys know what I'm talking about, <laughs> Da-na. 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 yeah. Da-na. Da-na. So like one of these Da-na. one of these chick bands covered it or Da-na. something, and like that was all over MTV for a while. And then I had to watch American Idol all the fucking oh, time, and like that's the shit I was exposed to for the you know the majority of my youth up until i was like 10 11 12 and i was able to start listening to my own shit and figuring out what i liked and you know dad was starting to teach me to play music around age 12 so i was you know highly impressioned by what he listened to Mm -hmm. and then finally around 13 14 i'd say about 14 years old is when I was really able to come into my own into the music i liked and it was grunge and it was the, a lot of stuff from the 90s and the early 2000s and by that time a lot of that had passed like we press and i had a boss that that tells us about watching uh deftones mm-hmm. when their first album dropped and he's he's talk he tells us a story about this dude skateboarding by him and Comes up and asks him to use his lighter, and ended up being the fucking lead singer of Deftones, Old Chino, mm-hmm. and watching Slipknot on a fucking uh, a trailer in a parking lot, um, wow. and and all these different things. Watching Corn when they first came out, because he was a big new metal fan. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me all these stories about these concerts he went to in the '90s, and I'm just like what I would do to be able to go back in time and experience some of that because I never got to experience that. The first concert I ever fucking went to was Poison, Docking and Angel Down, which was Sebastian Bach's thing. That was the first big concert I ever went to that yeah. wasn't my dad playing. I bet that was a badass show. It kind of was. <laughs> George Lynch. Um, <laughs> Sebastian Bach. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. Don so, Dokken.
0: Fucking hell, Sue.
2: It was, it was well... I wasn't entirely impressed, though, because by I the time that. I went and watched Something that show, was dad was was teaching me how to play guitar, and I'm like, I can play all of this.
3: This is boring to me.
2: And I'm like mm-hmm. fucking 13, solos, 13, 14 years old, and I'm like, no solo, I can was. fucking <laughs> play all this. Dude, you'd be surprised the shit my dad was teaching me and the shit I was able to do back then. Dad yeah. still fucking yells at me for like dropping... That kind of stuff, because I was I was ripping Little Wing solo. That was the first solo I ever learned, and I fucking killed it. Beautiful song. I learned all the slide shit on like uh, Free Bird. Learned parts of the solo and shit when I was like thirteen. Like. You know, I've said it on the show before. I think where it was, I I picked up guitar. I picked up guitar so quickly and so easily that I I lost interest in it at an early age. I just want to. And because I lost interest in Mm -hmm. it, and I stopped playing for a while, and then the type of music I ended up getting into wasn't very guitar-driven. Like it just it killed a lot of the progress that I had made when I was younger
4: the Holy navy shit.
2: really fucking killed me cuz i didn't play for like 3 years but um yeah i mean if if i could if i could be an adult during the 90s that would be amazing because you had everything i mean you still had a lot of the the hair bands hair metal bands that were touring you still had this you know your your metallica your megadeth you had all these thrash metal bands pantera. you had pantera coming out you had you had so much that came out during the 90s that was truly amazing and it's then so you had man. early 2000s like 2000 to 2005 and then 2005 to 2010 so much came out during this range that you talk about that is really what i listen to the most and what i would say is really some of the best music that's ever been written partly because prior to i mean each each decade you're seeing musicians having having to level up because if i'm on the same level as these bands from the 70s or the 60s or whatever and i'm just playing a few chords with you know some solos and i mean not not to discredit anything that came out during that time but like one of the biggest bands ever to exist was acdc Nothing they did was complicated. People, people hype up Angus. That I
0: have for ACDC. Oh man, thank you
1: for saying that. People, people,
2: people hype up Angus Young, and to be honest, he's really not one of the greatest guitarists ever. He's
0: not even top twenty-five. He might not even be top fifty, bro.
1: It makes me cringe kicking around on the fucking floor.
0: So it's It's funny you guys say that, but if we look back, and who did they influence?
2: Be real. Be real. I would say they, they had so more odd, influence yeah. than, than you m- may give them credit for, but yep. they were, they're they bigger than Metallica. They are.
0: I, but I'll I'll who say are they that influenced. hands down? So, because Led Zeppelin influenced a whole hell of a lot more than they ever did. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Motorhead, Black Sabbath, Deep Fucking Purple. Influence more than than ACDC did. So it's funny, you guys. Uh, I'd say
2: a lot of people picked up, up the guitar because of ACDC. Oh, and a, a, lot lot of people, people, a lot of people. A lot of people a lot did. of people started a on people ACDC Hell, Dude, the first
3: song I ever played was Hell's Bells.
2: Dude, I loved like, playing Hell's yeah. Bells. That's like their only good playing. too.
1: But That's like their nah.
4: only good riff. The first
2: song mm. I ever played live was an ACDC song. It was Sin City by ACDC. know yep. You know, we talked a little bit about it on, you know, the episode we had dad on, but it was like, you know, it was a few chords and (laughs) it was just, it was fun to play. I mean, even though it was only a few chords, it was fun to play.
3: It's so funny. They are fun. Their shit's fun to play.
0: I won't disagree that their shit's fun to play because it is. But it's so funny that when, you know, I, especially, I talked about TikTok and I, I, the one video today, I'm like, oh, finally a filter that's not just fucking Led Zeppelin and ACDC and these old dudes are, and I, I'm an, I consider myself fucking old, but he goes, what you got against ACDC? I fucking metalhead, bro, I listen to AC. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck so, up. So, well. No, you don't. You listen to the fucking, you listen to ACDC, you're 70 years old, and you think that's the heaviest music ever made. Suck my fucking dick. They played three fucking songs their entire career. That's yeah, a hot take for Tyler.
4: Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, I'm the villain of glad, the pod, so it's hey, dude, I'm glad I'm you brought you. up
3: ACDC because I was never the biggest fan of ACDC, but I look back. Dude, they wrote some damn good songs. I mean, man. I don't like Dude, AC/DC. Have so With Mother they songs. Did.
1: I don't like ACDC either, but oh, I love can't, Brian I can't lie. As an early guitar player, when you learn that little, yeah. in Back in Black, you feel like a bad motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> look, when I <laughs> first started the was actually the first song I learned from they them. Had some yeah, some fucking jam, because
0: that was easy to play. Like that's how I learned how to. But you feel like a
1: badass, and everybody else thinks you're a badass. that was
0: that was the song that taught me how to how to. How to tap. hand
1: on and pull on. When
0: I first started playing guitar, when I first started playing guitar,
4: ACDC
2: was my all-time favorite band for at least two years. Yeah. And a lot of it was because, I mean... Your dad? My dad and the influence he had and the kind of music he played. And, you know, ACDC at the time rocked, but it wasn't until I started being exposed to things with... Really good and creative songwriting that I started looking at ACDC thinking, like, why did I enjoy that?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It, it wasn't so much that I had a, a gripe or complaint about the instrumentals. You know, as a, you know, you, you talk to a drummer that are like, dude, we, so we cannot stand ACDC yeah. stuff because it's all just a basic 4 yeah. 4 beat all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the guitar stuff, the rhythm guitar. All they did was was bar chords all the time. Angus Young... Look, Angus Young could rip a guitar. Yes, he could. He just wasn't really... I I really can't consider him one of the best. But for his time, he was one of the best during that time.
3: But I guess to to get to that point... It was about stage presence at that time, too. And he was a stage presence from fucking hell.
2: Yeah. But I guess to get back to that point is... Things have had to level up every decade. Exactly. Because, you know, if if I'm just playing on the same level that A C D C did back in the fucking seventies to get big, I'm never gonna get big. Yep. I'm never going to break through this wall of sound, this this white noise of all these you know, we talked about it earlier, millions of musicians that have a fucking laptop and are able to produce some bullshit and throw it out on spotify and apple music and pandora and all that kind of shit and now i have to try to separate myself from that i'm not going to do that playing fucking acdc level shit you're only going to do that playing fucking if like, you
0: want 65 year olds at your shows yeah oh well,
4: yeah
3: they I always
1: say jackal is acdc that doesn't suck Ooh. <laughs> bang we talked about jackal <laughs> yeah. with your dad on his
0: dad toured with jackal
1: yeah yep. so we were obsessed with we
3: were obsessed with jackal, we obsessed in with jackal back in the day yep the it's fucking he, chainsaw song you felt yeah. you felt lumberjack,
0: lumberjack you, f- you yeah. felt like a rebel listening to jackal it was like hard rock for like dirty people like yeah it was like yeah dirty yeah little vine, dirty little mind dirty little. like it was just, by the way
1: that riff is fucking awesome mm. dirty <laughs> little mind
0: <vine." laughs> yeah. yeah i learned yeah. how to play it forever ago and no clue how to play it anymore but yeah no your ac Jackal was acdc that didn't suck yeah, that's me. yeah
2: to to answer your hot take i i do agree with that
0: and i think and i love the 80s and the i reason still I 90s it was a hot 90s take. To, to
2: 2015 it trumps everything before it because it had it had to level up and then it trumps everything since mainly because i think the last 10 that, to 15 10 yeah. last 10 to 15 years i'd say the the music industry has been in this kind of realm of almost identity crisis where everyone is is trying so hard to be different that some people are going way the fuck off in the left field mm-hmm. um some yeah. people are just like fuck it um, i i don't think i can be much different so i'm gonna just do the same shit that has been done before and so we're all like, you know, we've. Heard well, I mean, this we're before, we're going so. back and
3: we're going back and listening to a band like Mood Ring because it gives us those. Some parts of it gives us the Deftones vibe. Some t- just new metal vibes. I listen to Nothing Nowhere, which parts of it give me a Linkin Park vibe, like. That nineteen ninety to twenty fifteen man, that was so. And I, th- I think the reason that that yeah. is,
1: and I talked to some other buddies about this. I think it's just because, because the guys in that two and a half decades, I think it's they just mastered the art of the band. They mastered the guitars. They mastered the yes. vocals. They yep. mastered the drums. They mastered the producing. How much better can it get? Yeah. The only thing they can do now is make it more intricate Technical. and yeah. more talented and faster. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think that, that's why that was my opinion on it. I,
2: I, I think you mentioning that, too, is mastering the band is one of the things I love about 90s music up, up through it that wasn't 2015 about range. It wasn't about this one member of the band yes. that can shred the guitar. It yep. wasn't about this one member of the band that has amazing vocals. And then everyone else is just background noise. It was about the song. It was about the song and how each member of the band came together to contribute contribute to that song and make the song amazing. You you didn't see that as much before. You don't see as much of it now. I don't know. I think you're right, man. Hmm. (laughs) I I I think it's unanimous. I think we all agree agree with you. But I know you got a few that that might. Uh, I'm yeah.
3: sure the old heads would like disagree with that, and maybe even the. Yeah, I feel like a lot of listeners. What yeah. I figured you guys would. But you know, it's
0: weird. Me, My dad, you know, was a teenager in '80. <clears throat> you know, graduated high school in 1989, and would still agree with that.
1: But then I see like this band on I Facebook. They're like, oh, let me ask. You. They're they're like it's like they're like running an ad for a preview of a music video, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, did you love 2010's metalcore? Yeah, and it's like just people comment on it, bro. This this is dead. This music's been dead for years. I'm like, man, you guys are fucking gay, bro. I, listen fucking D-
3: fuck. I listened to so. I to Dying Wish the other day, and I had old Killswitch vibes, and I it took me back, and I was just- all
0: I've listened to today is As I Lay Dying. Old as L.A. dying. Early 2000s as L.A. dying. It ain't dead. Yeah, that's uh, shit, that's dead. why I said before the show, It wouldn't be on my phone the, if it was dead. Confined
1: is the greatest metalcore song ever written. I guess people I guess just, just don't want to hear new metalcore stuff like that come out. It's all about how fast you can play. Yeah. No, I guess.
3: Or how fucking low your
0: tuned guitar is. Exactly.
3: 30-inch I'm going drop A, eight bro. Yeah. <laughs> on a
0: 30-inch baritone 8-string. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You have a bass guitar you for a be reason. Different. You have a bass guitar for a reason. Shut the fuck up. Put it in C or B and rip it. Okay, yep. no more than seven strings. You don't need more than seven. Right. So be I know like you...
3: John for monuments and playing dadgad. Dadgad. <laughs> yep.
4: Yeah.
0: This shit rips though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you got some more. Preston said he had one. Oh no
3: no no! Fuck his. Yeah, we can wait for mine if need be. You're the guest, and I. Uh, I, It just I I had to make sure I'm waiting on you to
1: piss us off. I mean, well, we've kind of went over a lot of them um, as we've went on. Oh, I got another one for you guys because you guys all disagreed with this. All all that remains with Ollie is good music. None of it sucks. All of it. All of it. When did he pass?
0: they haven't put out an album since he passed yeah they have
1: oh yeah yeah with jason richardson oh yeah, that's remember? right it, but th- you th- guys were talking about how all the remains fell off of a cliff and if it had anything to do with ollie dying and someone was like no they had albums that sucked before that <laughs> uh, let me. See. i was like no way you guys are not died
3: in 2018
0: give me the albums that came out before that i'm about to madness was before that and it's fucking terrible
1: oh madness has ollie on it Hold on, hold I on. Think. If it does, I retract that statement. Madness has all <laughs> yeah. on it. album's a dog has, shit, bro.
3: Well, he passed in 2018, and Madness is 2017, so. Yeah, that album's dog shit, bro. That album sucks. <laughs> yeah, that M- that album meaning sucks. it
0: was probably rec- started recording in 16.
3: I retract so. that statement. Okay. Yeah. just okay. See? But, yeah. I
1: mean, A War You Cannot Win was sick as fuck. It was good, I like that you know. album, there, there was yes. There were some good ones. A
3: War You Cannot Win, because you had You Can't Feel My Shadow. There was another Not Stand Up, I couldn't hate. I just hated Data. that song. Data. Not Fading. Yeah. They tried to be fucking a dater. remember all stand I up and it was terrible what if I was nothing was a there's jam. a song
0: yeah. that
1: they did with Danny Warsnop on, on
0: there too
3: that's yeah you good.
1: get burnout not fading that. though is still not today fading. What, one was, my favorite what was the song
0: off that record he did with Danny Warsnop from Asking Alexandria it doesn't show was that not on that record
3: it might have been on the order of things because I remember I liked that's the order one. of things more than I did a war you cannot Same. win because you had they're back in the studio the greatest I'm... generation victory lap pernicious bite my tongue True Cavilt Metal. True Kevilt, Metal. Criticism and Sel- self-realization. That song is a musical masterpiece. bro. Jam. Jam, 2015. jam.
1: 2015. I love that fucking opening yep. riff to that song. Oh, it's
3: fucking gnarly. Uh, victim of the New Disease, uh, that
1: shit sucks. That's the one that has Horrible. Dors. Just
0: tell me something. That's a decent <clears throat> one.
1: Yeah, I think my biggest hot take was Periphery Sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> victim of the New Disease, the Periphery Sucks. <laughs> well, you, listen to him. you sucks. listened to him today. Did you
1: find an appreciation for him? I mean, yeah, their skill level for sure, but I mean, as far as like their the musical music? their musical structure, bro, I just don't get it. Like yeah. maybe, maybe That's it's why just, I don't like them. Maybe it's just way too advanced for my fucking burnout brain. But so it was, I, dude, <laughs> it, it's
0: too, it might be too advanced for my, I guess, not burnout brain. Yeah. And I'm just maybe I'm just a dummy and I just don't <laughs> like it. Like, bro, I want. I like to be pleasantly surprised. I don't like to have my ear raped with something that's so off-time that it gives me
1: autism. Or it's like an out-of-key little fly well, the and is, then a random dial yeah, bomb. Yeah, I'm I like, know what you mean. Look,
2: their, their stuff is not off-time. It's, it's like still the mumble mumble on-time. They're taking advantage of the note. They're, they're not just playing the quarter notes. They're not just playing yeah. the eighth notes all the way through. They're picking out, like, I forget some of the musical terms that i we we used in in concert band and shit like that doing doing percussion there's like these you know you're you're using some of the i guess off uh off time notes. you look at sixteenth notes and it's like uh one e and one and a kind of shit mm-hmm. and and they're doing things like that. but the thing is it's not off time it's still within the tempo. it's still within the time signature the the difference is they're picking out the notes that most people aren't playing regularly. they feel
3: uncomfortable
2: yeah, yeah because you have to literally for for periphery to do what they do you can't just go off a of feel yeah you have to count it out yep. you have to go yep. one and two and three and four yep. and two and one you know well all that shit and sometimes it's you're in your head, one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a two e and a three e and a four e. And a, you know, whatever the fuck it is, and you 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 have to understand that stuff to to enjoy it. So I understand why some people don't like that, but I find that type of stuff very interesting because as a former percussionist, someone who did dive into that kind of shit, that rhythmic stuff. I'm not a huge gent fan, mm-hmm. but when when I hear like periphery do some of the genty style, but in a tasteful way, dude, it uh, look it it blows me away because their understanding of timing and rhythmic you know structures and cadences and stuff like that that they're able to incorporate into their music that no one else is doing. And it's because, like you said, they're they're just, they're almost like
1: robots. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and to me, I'm into more like, I mean, you guys might make fun of me for this dude, no. but like Afterlife by Van Sevenfold, I, That's think a it's, jam. I think it's one of the greatest songs ever written. That's a jam. Because it's so gnarly, but it's so musical. Mm-hmm. And like I just don't hear that musicality when I hear Periphery. I just hear I it's insane. last beats, noise, and, insane yeah. guitars, insane vocals. Which it's all great, but to me it's just not. It's, Dude, the, it's the feel not, and the groove somewhat. made because
4: I
0: still that think that, that the or whatever, the Alerion, however you pronounce it, scale five seven eight metalcore Aeolian. Aeolian, that's it. It's
1: golden. It's perfect. Yeah
0: there's so much different shit you can do in that scale and everybody's like oh I'm so tired of hearing that same fucking riff I'm like well you're not technically hearing the same riff there might be some similar notes there might be a similar cadence to it but it's not the exact same and the reason that they kept doing it is because it fucking rips and it gets people hooked (laughs) it's catchy it's like fucking (laughs) unholy confessions is that that yeah. is in that... Yep.
1: like it's it, I get what you mean.
0: That is...
1: Every bullet riff ever.
0: Yeah. That is gnarly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of yeah. them, for sure. And there's a reason that I still listen to a lot of that shit today is because... Every day. Maybe it's my comfort zone. I don't know. But I, my favorite band of all time is Polaris. Well, they ain't writing anything like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But I still love the older shit that was in that scale because it just... I don't know, man. There was just something about that, that that hooked me and pulled me in. And every time I heard something like that, Black Veil vale Brides did a lot of shit like that. Um, that just it's so driving and and mm. heavy, and you can do it in any at any any speed. Um, there's so
3: many combinations. Yes, of it. and yeah.
0: there's there's half steps that you can go through in that same scale. I watched a TikTok of a guy that I followed that is a guitar player that showed that entire scale and all the different things. And he was basically like, I don't get all these people saying, oh, this is getting old. Do you know how much shit you can do in this space? So, we've
3: been using it the last two years, and it's completely different than the 5-SATA 7-8 metalcore. But it's probably basically, still the, uh, It's still in the same... It? How do you pronounce
0: it? Aeolian. Aeolian scale.
3: Yeah.
2: If I'm not mistaken, that is pretty much a minor pentatonic scale it is yeah, correct and the reason so many metal bands like it is because it is more of a minor scale so it gives it more of an eerie sound but He's what you're doing what this
0: guy on tiktok was describing what yes. you're
2: doing with a pentatonic scale a pentatonic scale say you have a c a c minor you're just taking out A couple of the positions from that and I want to say it's the second and um, sixth positions of that scale that you're removing because those are the most um, dissonant Mm -hmm. notes of that scale and so with a pentatonic scale you're basically just playing everything that sounds more harmonically pleasing Um, so what they're doing is using a minor scale that sounds a little bit eerie, but they're taking out some of the dissonant notes. So they're keeping the, the parts of that scale that sound pretty uh, together, um, which is, I mean, honestly, pretty fucking dope. I ain't going to lie. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's why a lot of metalheads enjoy that. And, I mean, we, we've fucked with it a little bit before i know a lot of the music i enjoy kind of uses that but to say it's getting old i mean that's that would be like saying fucking c major's getting old and right. guess what c major sells more fucking albums yeah. than any other fucking scale. That. so it's look just, we, we've been rocking the same fucking the the same 24 fucking scales for 60 years 500 years yeah Yeah. i
0: was i was thinking electronically but yeah
2: so uh, this this whole western music based on the chromatic scale and this the the major and minor scales that you develop out of that and then you start digging into the pentatonic scale which is just a, a broken down version of the major or the minor scale we've been doing the same shit for like 500 fucking years you're not going to get much different with it. Uh-huh. You can you can whine and cry. Oh, well, it's the same. You know, it's the same riffs. It's the same fucking shit, dude. You're not going to do and anything that hasn't already of been millions done. Millions
0: of records has it sold? I mean, quite a few, a bunch. <laughs> and it's always people that can't play guitar. I'm sick so tired of this shit. Write something different. Write something better. Oh wait, you fucking can't. Shut the fuck up.
2: I don't know. I I do be bitching
3: like that, saying shit. But sucks, I say, but I can't. I'm say I'm kind of like in the middle because you just. I'm kind of sick of fucking hearing. I'm, like, sick, of I'm hearing sick of hearing some hearing of, of the
2: same. So my issue with with some of metal is I hear a lot of the same rhythmic cadences. Mm-hmm. You know. Especially with like breakdowns and then yeah. like verse parts
0: where I, I don't like breakdowns that are nothing but chugs. So it's a, it's that thing yeah. they do that.
1: where they chug and match the doubles steadily through the entire exactly. Exactly. Hey, listen, and that's song. And that's going yes. to lead to sometimes a hot take you're the hammer, sometimes you're the
0: nail. That's the best chug with the doubles ever.
1: Go, <laughs> I mean, which it was yeah. cool when it came out, but then they started making it the entire song. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I
0: dare to remember it didn't, but there are bands out there that yeah. have done,
1: periphery. Yeah. <laughs> no. a, lot a lot of shit of I heard today, shit, bro. Man. Yeah, it was like chugging, matching the doubles, and then the weird that's noises. That's j- gent for you, though, The man. weird noises. <laughs> that's, that's just
3: j- face shifters. Dude, I, feel like, fucking... I just feel like
1: it's the mumble rap of metal.
3: Like, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's just a uh, it's just it's a lot retweet that you can't really it's understand. It's more advanced
1: than, than mumble rap. There's a random noise every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so and that's what's funny. You, it's
4: that's funny that gent. You, yeah. yeah, that's the gent side. It's of funny
3: it. that you say that because when I first got into them and other bands like them, I couldn't stand it. Could not stand it. Didn't want anything to do with it. It, like I said, it took me a full year of listening to Periphery. And a buddy of ours that we had met got us into, or at least me into him. and it took me forever to get into him. Um, and I felt the same way.
0: That's the six thing. months. He in. will force himself to like something. Yeah, I felt. The, I
3: don't. I don't know.
2: I I thought they were all right. Some of the stuff they they were doing was kind of weird to me. But then when I seen them live. Yeah, we'll everything clicked, and I was
1: like, "Oh my god!" Oh, okay, like, every go. big band is good live, though, dude. And I will stand on that every yeah. time, almost. Dude. I mean, I'm not saying it's what they do for a living. Yeah, I mean, like I was never into Hatebreed, and then I saw them dude. live, and I was like, "Bro, they are fucking nasty!" Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they're sick as fuck. I bro. never got into. I hate say the breed same either.
0: thing about Godsmack. Now I love Godsmack, but there's dudes out there that don't like them. Like, go watch them live, change your opinion real quick.
1: I'll tell you who the best live band I've ever seen is Shine Down, bro.
2: Really, I've oh, never seen them. They dude. Are so perfect. I want to fucking throw something. Dude, out
1: it's of. it's it's crazy. I saw him at uh, Fifth Third Bank Arena. Ooh, Big Show. And we had a uh we had a skybox that we got through my dad's work. And man, we were sitting up on the balcony, and you could feel the power of that guy's voice in your chest. Wow. Brent's Brent's voice. Yeah. Is He's the real
3: deal. Shoo It, it made me. Voice? Like, them? I
2: I went and seen them with five-finger... You finger. remember
3: Fly From the Inside?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh MX my versus God. ATV, bro. God, dude. Look, so, <laughs> so dude. I we talk about... I don't know if it was sorry. on this season, but we I'm talked sorry. about... He said MX versus ATV. Bro, that got me into so much metal. Yeah, Those yeah. And Tony Hawk yeah. games, they got me into so much metal.
1: Yep. that That's actually the first thing I ever heard of Shinedown. Like, even before 45, I just... I just yep. had that game, and I always remembered. I was like, who the fuck is that? And then mm-hmm. YouTube came out, and I looked it up, and I listened to it all the time. Yep. I um, When I went and
2: seen them, they, they played with Five Finger Death Punch down. In, they were also playing with Bad Wolves when Bad Wolves was first starting to come Five-tow out. Five Toe Death Kick? Five Finger and, Death Punch? And, um, my Fairy Death Pussy? At that time, I had gotten over... Shine Down because after that one album with second chance and stuff, like that album was okay. And then everything after that they put out was dog shit. And so at this time I was like, man, I'm not a huge Shinedown fan right now. I was more interested in seeing Five Finger Death Punch than I was Shinedown. And um really <laughs> the main reason I went to the show was because my dad invited me. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go to a show, dad. And um, we get there. We listen to Shine Down, and it absolutely blew me the fuck away. It's incredible. I could tell that they doubled up his voice, so you can tell there's some pre-recorded tracks. Which a lot of bands, especially on the level that they're doing it, and you're mm-hmm. doing arenas, they they do have that like backing track, but it's it's more subtle, just to kind of help them out um, while they're performing.
1: And a lot of it's like the stuff that they can't do on their instruments like pianos or... Well, it was more just
2: on his voice. So, like, it had his pre-recorded voice playing subtly, you know, in the background just to kind of help make his voice sound more full. But also, if he was barely off on a pitch, it'll help bring it back to, like, you know, it still sounds like it's good. He sings so fucking hard. But he, mm-hmm. even even with that being in there, his vocal performance was fucking immaculate. And that pissed me off so bad. I, re- I remember going home that night, and I was like, I never want to fucking sing again. Yeah. But they absolutely, Five Finger Death Punch sounded like dog
1: shit that night. Yeah, actually, that might have been on the same tour that I saw them, because I saw them with Five Finger Death Punch also. Uh, and this would have s- been 6 like 6 a.m. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. oh, oh shit. man they were dog shit live man Wow, <laughs> they were you don't even play bass bro they were Remember? fucking terrible
0: their vocal was their vocalist bad
1: yeah their whole band was bad I no. remember Sean like uh, Five Finger Death Punch was the headliner. That dude. project didn't last mm. very long. Sean stole Nikki. the show. Yes, they, they did. Were, uh, fucking awesome. But I mean, the energy Five Finger puts out well should be good. Oh yeah, because I mean, they got a little kid on stage carrying around a baseball bat saying Burr, motherfucker." Burr. Yeah, I was like, "Man, that's metal as fuck." <laughs> 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 Ivan Moody's a cool ass dude. Yeah, dude. yeah. So.
0: And we were way the fuck into them in high school. Oh right? yeah, dude. Um, back Because they were came out. Yep. they were metal as fuck, dude. But then they just kept writing the same shit over I'm and so over. I'm so alone. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. you guys just keep recycling the same song. <laughs> well, you know, another
3: thing that may have kept them relevant when they died to us, like, they can write the fuck out of
0: a cover. Oh, for fucking sure! Bad
3: company, the Offspring song, what gone away? They can write the fuck out of a riff too, dude. They can. What was the the one?
0: uh, The one. It was a really. There is a house in Sin City. Blah blah blah. That house of the rising sun.
3: Yeah, house of that was a jam too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what kept them relevant, just because they. Every six months to a year, they put pop a cover, out, a cover yeah. and it. was a
1: jam. Bad Company, I believe, is yep. the one that started that. Bad too. Company blew them. Yeah, all
0: bad. Yep. <laughs> I, that's that. that's one song that the cover's better than the original. Mm-hmm. Much Metallica has a whole album of those. Yeah, <sighs> Soft Flex T Scott.
4: Uh-huh.
3: One other hot takes we got, ladies? You said you got one. Yeah, I do. So. To the old heads that may or may not listen, they'll be like, what are you talking about? This dude's amazing. He's one of the greatest. But this is a guitarist we never, ever mention. And I don't know that you two had ever got into him, and I could be wrong, but my hot take is that Peter Frampton is the most underrated guitarist of all time. Oh my God, that's such a great take. All right,
2: so time What band did he play for? Peter Frampton. Yep. I don't fucking know names, Kyler. Bro, he did wasn't. It I was know. Peter, I've heard the name. It was Peter. I don't Fra- know. He wasn't in,
1: his band was Peter Frampton. Oh, <laughs> didn't he like uh, innovate? I know like, nothing talk about the talk box? Li- yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you like <laughs> way
3: the
0: way do you, we do? Or do you feel the way? Do you I feel I do?
3: like I do? Yeah,
0: but that, yeah, uh, he yeah, is the really most need.
3: underrated guitarist of all time because I never that hear him Frampton comes about.
0: alive. Nineteen seventy five album. It's a just a live live recorded album. Is mind-boggling. It's Joe Bonamassa-esque.
1: Oh, Joe Bonamassa the shit. It
0: is Joe just is, Joe's the top. Played a gold top. Played right a gold top. It. Les Paul, and yep. yes, he's the Three one. Humbucker, that, yes, tr- just like Ace triple Ace, humbucker. Man. Which in yep. the mid '70s, the old triple humbucker Les Paul. If you weren't playing it, you, you were dog True. shit.
1: Yeah, I don't know enough to have an opinion on that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I do deal, because man. I used to sing listen me to one it. of their songs.
4: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: that
3: fucking talk box, man. Oh man, oh, you,
2: remember, you ever heard "Oh, baby, I
0: love you way"? Oh yeah, that's that's, a, that's one of his slower songs. But yes, that's okay. Peter Frampton, mm. big in the seventies. But dude, so he was one of those guys, just like Stevie Ray Vaughan. He just did his, it was which Stevie, it was right. Stevie Ray Vaughan in Double Trouble was his whole deal, or Ted Nugent. They was just one of those solo guys yep. that had a band. But the band was the name of the guy. You know, the guy. Right. The guy was the band. I'm
3: glad you have the history on it because I don't. I just know. I'm your local people. music historian. Uh, I, yeah, he's a music <laughs> encyclopedia. You I am. Do. I
0: don't think that I'm a music. Encycl-
1: I, I know some stuff, but he yeah. doesn't just know all the new. He
0: knows so, all the old. So Frampton yeah. Comes Alive, I believe it was 1975, um, is is a live recorded album that is unrivaled in Dude, quality. You listen, in, do you feel like we do, or whatever? It, the, the, name the live recorded version is like fucking 12 minutes long, bro. And he just shreds the whole time. And Isn't sometimes insane. it's with the talk. He'll go between the talk box and then just jamming, and then back to the talk box and then just jamming. And it's so. There's some other solo guys from the '70s, and like Gary Moore is another guitarist yep, that Gary is. Moore, yep. uh, there's a song by Gary Moore called "Empty Rooms" um, that has the best live recorded solo I've ever heard in my life. Uh, so if you get a chance, go listen to it. Um, You're just gonna have to send me shit. I will. Mm. But so yeah, no, I would agree. Nobody talks about him anymore.
3: That's that's why I, it's, we still talk I don't about Jimmy Hendrix. We up. still
0: talk about Jimmy Page. We still talk about Stevie Ray Vaughan. We talk nobody about talks we talk about Pete. No, nobody, nobody's talking about Peter. Nobody Branson.
1: talks about how overrated Ingbay is either. Whoa! What about a hot take on that. Whoa! Let's well, do go. we want to
3: get to that yet, or do we want to finish? our yeah, piece? Well,
1: and they and don't finish.
0: have an opinion on it, so I agree with your hot take. They don't have an okay. opinion on it.
1: Okay. Huh. <laughs> it's just like, dude. He's fucking. He's a shredder. He's AI, man. He's bro, a shredder. He, he's a. He's like if you told AI, play me some arpeggios.
3: Yeah. Uh, from
0: hell.
1: Yeah. Arpeggios from, from hell. hell. From <laughs> hell. He's just not, bro. He. He's just not sinister Gates, bro. Sinister Gates. You're sinis- right. He's sinister, twice what sinister <laughs> Gates could ever be. Sinister Gates couldn't hold his job. No, he's sin- he's sinister Gates if sinister Gates was good was not musical. I see what you mean. Dude, I do. Ying So I do. like, like sinister Ying just Wei has is, these nuances in between the. Arpeggios. Dude, did you make but, a
3: great point because Yngwie is classical. I like, can't, what I can't listen to What are you saying?
0: If you take,
3: I pissed somebody off. If
0: you no, no, no. If you take classical music, okay. So in essence, music encyclopedia, whatever. I'm going to take you on a little journey here. Metal, in essence, is classical music in the modern age. Okay. Yeah. Quality metal is classical music. And Ying Wei is the epitome of that, and he talks about that in so many of his videos where songs he's written, he's talking about, this is an influence that I took from from Mozart, from Bach, from uh, you, you name them. And the fact that he's able to take something that was recorded on a harpsichord in 1702 and incorporate those styles into an electric guitar with the tones that he was the way that he's able to sweet pick and make these just flawless arpeggios that are just mind bending. Like how is it doesn't even look real when he's playing it. I'm like, there is no way in hell that I I could ever even attempt something on the quarter scale of that. And he's so such a master of the, the blend of classical music and heavy metal.
1: Yeah, I get it, man. He's dope for sure. But, but
0: I, you, I just don't. I would say some of those guys lack,
1: lack feel.
3: Yeah, exactly. exactly. They, they
0: exactly. lack. I won't disagree with that, but that doesn't there, mean he's you overrated. You say
3: musicality. When you say, sorry, when you say musicality, I know exactly what you mean. When I hear Ying I mean, people it just doesn't like feel musical to me. It just feels yeah. like okay. he's
0: making noise. He he's There's no
3: he's feel. Exactly. There's not
0: feel. He's not Stevie Ray Vaughan i am no... Steve Ray Vaughn's the greatest invoking. guitarist that's ever drawn a bet, breath. I'll fucking fight anybody with that. Probably, yeah. Probably. No one... W- we talk about left hand versus right hand, right? Steve mm-hmm. Ray Vaughan had the greatest right hand of all time. Ever. The gr- picking hand. The, your picking hand versus your fretboard your hand. Your, your fret oh, ward
1: bro, hand. them Sinister Gates lessons be This hitting. motherfucker is the biggest sin- Sinister <laughs> <laughs> Gates <laughs> he, to he is. He is. He is fucking gnarly, bro. He
0: is. But, my, my
1: I get what you're saying but about just his the, ability to write a solo, I feel like. And they don't have that.
3: Bro, you need to listen to Flow from Novelists, crazy. If, and it's not as shreddy, but when we talk about feel and musicality. about No
0: More Tears Solo? Oh, with oh, that yeah, too. Yeah. That all was
3: fucking incredible.
0: Shit, bring tears to your eyes, bro. But
3: Flow from Novelist is one of the greatest solo writers that I can Monochrome's think of. better. Oh. How do you guys feel? Monochrome like, is Flow.
1: How do you guys feel about Zach? Flow from.
3: Flo is the guitarist.
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about a, I was like, there's not no, song.
3: Flo is the guitarist yeah. of Novelist. Yeah, dude. his solo There's some shit that he Ooh. fucking does, my
0: god, dude. But I do, I will, I, I agree, Sinister Gates is one of what I consider, um, an old school guitarist in modern metal. In yep. the sense of he's yep. very classical in a lot yep. of the shit that he does. He was a
3: shredder grown up, like yeah, just, you can
0: sure. feel it. And I actually yeah. love his pro setup, like.
1: But his he's also setup. classically trained in like gypsy jazz and shit. Yeah. Is yeah. he really? He, Dude, he, he rips no, fucking gypsy uh, jazz. He is a modern day sense. Stevie
0: Ray Vaughan, Eddie Van yeah. Halen, the classically trained. Uh, Randy Rhodes, like the 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 protege, the prodigy type. Uh, he carries uh, yeah. the band. That's why. Uh, I've said it before. He, he carries, carries the band.
1: band. He...
0: Their rhythm guitarist, whatever his name is, that me. dude. Bro, he carries the band. Not in
1: the days when the Rev was alive, bro. Oh well, that's
0: different. Uh,
1: the Rev wrote like ninety percent of that. Yeah. He did. He like, wrote. Yeah. Um, have you guys they, ever? You guys know a little piece of heaven, about. right? Yeah. yeah. Like he, the Rev wrote that on a fucking piano and then went and laid a drum track down to it. Already had the story written out and everything. Wow. That was a mastermind for sure. Yeah, and I mean, if you go, I mean,
3: I guess just when I hear, it, when I don't know the details behind it, like when I hear most, not all of their music, but most of it, I feel like Sinister just carries the band.
1: But at the same, at the same respect, Zacky plays almost everything he does. Like, like Sinister will play it, and then zacky will do it. Yeah, yeah. That's, and he, yeah, and he's, and he's left-handed.
3: Of, yeah, that he is, and he plays one of them goofy. Or he used to play one of those goofy Gibson looking things. Double cut, that. double cut, yeah, yeah, the double cut. Yep. Double. I remember cut, seeing cut. a live video of them years ago when I was a kid and fucking
0: loved it. You, Kyler, know, you
1: must love Inge, huh?
0: I do love Inge. I, I I'm, I'm just because I'm jealous of him. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> I feel that way about Tim Henson. Don't feel that way. But most, also, but my point, again, right? my favorite so. guitarist of okay. all
0: remember. time. My fault, if so. I'm sorry, Tyler. You're, no, you are he, he he never butts in or interjects. He, sometimes somebody just needs to tell me shut
1: the fuck up and that's fine. But hey, shut well,
3: well, I think me and you are the type that if a thought hits us,
1: I'll forget we, it. We, oh, well, forget gone. it. Heartbeat. Yeah. What well, got him on a tangent about yeah. no, it? No, you're fine. No, it's, it
0: there, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that take. It's just he's different, right? It's it's yeah. like
1: listening to Mozart on a guitar. And it's all subjective. Everyone's ears yeah. are different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Ying Bei's not my favorite guitar. Stevie Ray Vaughan's my favorite guitarist of all time. Gotcha. Um <clears throat> because the 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 influence of of blues and metal together because people be like, "Well, that ain't metal. It's it's blues metal. It's it's yeah." That motherfucker yep. rips. I mean, shreds. And I love Jimi Hendrix, but
1: he ain't Stevie Ray Vaughan. No, not not. The, no. And that's a, that's probably a hot take for a lot of people. I'm yeah. sure it is, but because Jimmy's first, and you know, mm-hmm. people always think what's first is better. Yeah. Dude, yep. There's just no comparison.
0: Now, I mean, but there's a reason that Stevie Ray Vaughan covered Voodoo Child on an album and played it live every night because that was his biggest influence yeah. was Jimmy, and they're very similar. But uh, the the things that and if you watch Stevie play live, that motherfucker, if his eyes are closed, he is feeling every fucking note that he picks, mm-hmm. and his his right hand looks like it's on fire when he's playing that guitar. We've talked about it on the show before. Tyler and I have had this conversation off the show of just uh, tone is in the in the left, feel is in the right, um, vice versa if you're left handed. Yeah. You know, your picking hand is where all your feel and emotion comes from. Um,
2: it's where all the dynamics come from. Yeah.
0: If you don't have a great picking hand, you'll never be a great guitarist.
2: But I think I think that might be you know the the. Malmsteen and Sinister Gates kind of thing you guys are talking about. If you're doing nothing but arpeggios and sweet picking, I mean, not to say that sweet picking is easy by any means, it's, because it's, dude, it's, I've been playing for ten years I and can't I can't sweet pick. Well, you've probably not really years. tried. I haven't sat but, down and tried. No. The key to it is timing up, and all you're doing is is practically strumming, but more slowly. And, and you're almost just going, in a circle. you're just going up it's and about down, low, yeah. And you might kind of hit, you know, one string twice or something as you're going up or down. But there's not a lot to it on the right hand. It's really about timing up your left hand, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these fingers with the, you know, that that, that sweep that you're doing. And, you know, for people on YouTube, you're watching me do it, but people just listening, you're really just moving your hand up and down. Um, Sister Gates is a great sweet picker. But if you're just doing that with a, a ton of arpeggios and stuff, it that's feel cool musical. and stuff, but it doesn't, it's, feel, it doesn't musical. feel very musical. It's just look exactly. how badass I am. Well, that's I can shred, is. Right. It, it is, it's, yeah. it's just look at these. Yeah, these no, sweet, I, agree. I, look, I agree. It's basically just showing off your left hand. Is is really what it is. When you start looking into solos and making things more musically musical, it's you really have to have that balance between the two. And if you're just a, a, a constant arpeggio, like that's that's cool and all, but it has no feel, it has no emotion to it. Whereas, you know, Sinister Gates doing his thing with his solos and and the work that he does, I hate, you know. Avenged Sevenfold, but Sinister Gates is the shit. I'd love to listen he made to his everyone, isolated track. I do all the time. Yeah. He made everyone want a fucking Schechter. Okay? Hell yes, he it did. Was, he it made, made awesome. me want Hell one. Hell yes, he did. But
0: ask me how many Avenged Sevenfold riffs I learned, because, like, yeah. fucking Hell of the Shepherd King, of Shepherd of Fire, Fire Oh of my King, God, Nightmare. Yeah, yeah dude, I yep. fucking loved learning Avenged Sevenfold What's songs. because I
3: song? Something of the God. No. I don't know.
0: We got you know who else? Shut time. the fuck up. You know who <laughs> else? Is, you know who else is a hell of a sweet picker? Who? Dave Mustaine.
1: Oh yeah, man. Dave he Mustaine also invented is, his own chord. Dave Mustaine is probably my favorite songwriter of all time, and he's just bad. Bro. He's a one man band, and, and, dude. And I mean, yeah, he he don't need. I mean, he, he's had eighty five million different guitars. Exactly, yeah,
0: doesn't matter, and still don't matter.
1: He's playing half the leads anyway. Still writes the sickest riffs and the sickest lyrics yep. ever. Yep. Man, he's so good. And,
0: like, darkly, or like, war and politics and corruption and and all kinds of shit. Just, yeah.
1: Even and, more than that, like, that song Addicted to Chaos. Oh, yeah. yeah. The lyrics in that song are so fucking nice, man. It's just, I well, love did, the, I, the funny, the
3: coolest thing the about this. The spider cord, this, bro. D- the coolest thing that I'm realizing about this, and just because we've had so many, so many guests on and multiple different takes and opinions, like, It's so cool to hear somebody else's perspective of how they perceive songs or music or how it makes them feel. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I'm extremely thankful that we sat down here the one day and said, fuck it, we're doing it. We're going to sit here with a mic in front of our face and we're going to have these damn conversations Mm -hmm. that that we've had every single fucking day except for without the guests. Yep. And I, it's so cool to hear another perspective or another person's thought process because None there's of, times where, oh, I didn't even think of that. Holy just,
0: shit. Just like what you know he know what said I mean? about the Call of Cthulhu and What If. Never mm-hmm. thought of it. Yep. Same riff, bro. Yep. Same riff. Yep. <laughs> definitely the same scale. If not, I don't know if it's the exact same notes, but it's definitely. Same those. opening
1: chord for sure.
0: Yeah. Just strummed out. Cool, but they play
3: drop tuned and, and Metallica didn't play drop tuned.
0: Not until later. Definitely not in the 80s. Yeah, not till Saint Anger. Hmm. Anyways, Tyler,
3: I know you had a couple brewing.
2: Yeah, I got a couple brewing. Um, So I had one. You You've already heard part of this. Go do your thing. Handle your business. What I want to hear. Go go touch yourself. (laughs) Um, But anyway, go touch yourself. My goodness, man! You ruined everything.
4: Are we cool? I don't that, know. Yeah, we're good. That's you you unplug anything?
0: <laughs>
4: Everything
2: is plugged
0: in. We don't cut out bloopers around this motherfucker. All right, so... <laughs> Bro, they see me plugging in Tyler's dead-ass phone. <laughs> but, we don't uh... cut bloopers on this show.
2: So, today, I... Today
0: is gonna... Sorry, go ahead.
2: I've been meaning to, to go back and listen to some of these bands we've talked about on the podcast. Like, a, like we've mentioned, I really didn't dive into metalcore too much, uh, until I met, you know, Kyler and Preston. And one band in particular that was at the top of my mind for whatever reason this morning when I got to the gym, um, that we had talked about and you guys had mentioned I needed to go back in and, and listen to was Parkway, Parkway. Drive. And I don't know that I'm I'm really entirely ready to talk about it just because I didn't make it through the entire discography like I intended to um, for today. But <clears throat> I don't know what the fuck anybody
1: sees in them. Why the fuck are they as big as they are? I think they're tight, bro. I mean, I could listen to their music while I'm working out.
4: Oh, for
1: oh, the hopeless. It's just like empowering to me. I don't know. It, was, uh, so it like, gives me positive energy.
2: Here's here's my take. How the fuck did they make it to an album three when their first two albums were dog shit?
0: How did Invent make it to an album three when their first, first couple
2: were dog I, shit? I don't know, man. Because I listened through the majority of album one. I listened through the majority of album two. Both albums had songs I just had to skip because I couldn't fucking listen to them anymore. Um, It was almost like every song was the same as the last. And perhaps when they first came out, it was something different, something special. But, you know, kind of looking back on them from what I've, I've heard up to this point, nothing they did was special. I've heard local bands that no one fucking knows. And I say no one, uh, as in, like, the, these are bands that are playing some of their first shows that I think are better, more creative, and even have a better fucking sound than those dudes. I mentioned to Preston I'd rather listen to fucking Sour Blood than listen to Parkway Drive. What don't you like about them specifically? Can you pinpoint it? They did fucking nothing. Their their first two albums when I was listening to it, the 90% of the song was open chugs.
1: What's that album that they got that's like na and nah, 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 now I will nah, say nah, nah, when nah, nah, I got nah, to
2: nah. album three Horizons I, I noticed an immediate uptick in production because the first two albums they, they put out, the production was not good. Like it was Bro, back uh, when kick drums it was back the when kick drums had a ton bike. of click to it. Jam. So Carry like on, there man. wasn't a ton Feed of them
0: to the pigs.
2: There wasn't a ton of oomph. With the kick, it was just this clicky sound that cut through the mix, and so like Sit the album three, the production got better. They they had a Stop few. Oh.
4: <laughs> oh my! They were mixing in. Wait till in, you get the deep blood. <laughs> bro. They were they were mixing in some
2: some some better riffs uh by album three. I got I got started a little bit on Atlas. Um, the, what is it, Deep Blue you said Deep it was? Blue. I got started oh, on Deep that. Deep Blue is amazing, bro. Nothing really distinguished from Album 3 to me. I was like, man, I'm you? just not seeing what. Carry
0: On from Horizons didn't speak Carry of... On
3: changed yeah. my life.
0: <laughs> this, look, look, what that made me think of
3: was like, <laughs> was
2: like every metal band that started with their with fucking th- their song off by. Screaming the title of the song. You know why? Because yeah. it fucking rips fucking
4: stupid. It's metal the It's, as it's the dumbest shit I've ever seen.
0: Gravity! At least they
4: horse <laughs> At
0: least they didn't do what fucking Knock Loose did and said their own band name in the fucking <laughs> beginning.
4: Knock <laughs> Loose, motherfucker!
0: <laughs> <laughs> they fucking Jesus. sucked before and they suck worse now. Oh,
3: my God. That's a hot take. Knock mm. loose fucking sucks. I was about to hit on that. Yeah, so I guess
2: I guess the hot take is there's nothing special about Parkway Drive. I think, I think you know, outside looking in, kind of hindsight, I, think I, I would assume, ball. and I talked a little bit with Preston about it. It was more of the same, but it was from a different band. So maybe it was like... You know, we, we kind of had conversations around like Polaris and, uh, Make Them Suffer and how Make Them Suffer, um, part of their popularity might have been them releasing material in between some of these other bands, um, and how where like we, we, we were, we were looking, yeah. So we we were looking for new material, and mm-hmm. and they were that new material in between release cycles of our yeah, favorite but I'm still stuff. Yeah. make them suffer. So like you got,
0: <laughs> yeah. <This
2: face>. So
3: <laughs>
4: so I, I would in. assume the only reason
3: he's taking some fucking genuine wine now. <laughs> <laughs> Pony baby. <Bam>. So, <laughs> my assumption is the only reason Parkway <laughs> Drive ever made.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Shut the fuck up. I'm about to start stripping, motherfucker.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think sorry. that bourbon hit me when I got up to piss. I'm sober now. Fuck. <laughs>
4: sorry
2: my assumption is the only reason that parkway Ooh. drive ever made it anywhere is because they were just more of the same but from a different voice <laughs> from a different um,
3: continent <laughs>
2: what's that <laughs> he said from, from a different, different continent. continent oh whatever but, but I'll, be, I'll
0: be real with you i don't think you can make that assumption after only making it through three albums
2: well, I got into a few songs from Deep Blue, so I'm I'm like four albums
0: deep. It. So, here, here's my problem. This is my problem. I'm glad you brought this up. I guess it's not a problem, because everybody. this is how you listen to music. Mm-hmm. You start from the very fucking beginning, mm-hmm. and you listen through song one, song two, song three, song yeah. four. The whole, dude.
2: That's just the way I have to do it.
3: But why? I respect that.
2: Because I have found that a lot of the bands... Not that every I,
0: album is a concept album that's telling a story.
2: No. But if I can't make it through your full album, then your album fucking sucks.
1: You know, my thing is I sometimes not be able it to make takes it a couple it. albums
2: if, to If, if you sound. got two fucking good songs off of that album... He's raising his voice. Sorry. <laughs> if, if you got two good songs off of that fucking album, you your album is dog shit. Dog shit. That is what, fuck that. That's my hot take. If you got two fucking, you only have two good songs on your album. Your album's dog shit. I don't want the the two songs that are good. That. I do agree, with that. I agree with that. Get the fuck out of here. I yeah. couldn't finish the first two albums from Parkway Drive. Dude, I, I, I couldn't finish them because they were fucking
1: terrible. So, did
0: you hear what Tyler just said? I house? didn't. I'm sorry. I mean, you
1: don't think, though, like artists evolve. Like like, like Jelly Roll is a great uh concept for that because people, People hated him for going to country and shit, but he's like, "You want me to not evolve? You want me to stay? Like, you don't think it can take a couple I, albums for them to find? Very sound? similar, to yes. Dance Gavin yes. Dance, their first yes. two or albums. So look, look Let
2: me let me let me back it up. I don't know the reason I sucks, start at the beginning is because the majority of the bands that I truly love,
3: they're I enjoyed they good for their the first yeah. couple
2: of albums, yep, and and so on and so forth. So. I go back and and I want to hear that progression. I want to hear that uh, evolution. I can't do that if I start at album four. Yeah, right? I get that. I have yeah. to start at album yep. one and and listen to their progression. And that's that's why I did that. I started at album one, couldn't make it all the way through. I was like, this is fucking terrible. Listen to album two. It was like I, I made it the majority of the way through that. And I was like, I you know, I'm I'm gonna just skip to the next one because these guys are telling me it's album three that they actually got good. I listened through all of album three and it was a deluxe version. So I, I listened to a couple of the live things they put on there and I was like, not impressed, but it is better than the the previous two. I listened to a few songs from, from deep blue. And I was like, this is no better than album three productions. Just as good as album three. The songwriting is just as good. I just can't, like, why the fuck would I waste my time on them when I could just go listen to Kill Switch or All That Remains or I see something where like you're that? I'm like, on. why the
0: fuck would I waste my point? time with I, them? I, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. and They're
1: different, right? It's it's They're not different is the problem. I think he's right, dude, because it's like... The only reason we probably did listen to them now thinking about it, because I never thought about it like that, mm-hmm. is probably because we've heard every Bullet song five million fucking exactly. times. It was, it was more yep. of the same I. from yep. a different voice. Him
0: and I yeah. talked about how they did something different for well, us at the
3: time. What's funny is you say that, and I agree. You said that, I and I agree. I agree, I agree yes. So I, I had said a couple times where, for some reason at the time, it felt somewhat refreshing, right? Meaning something somewhat new. But when I listen to them nowadays, even those albums, I look back and I'm like, why was I obsessed with these guys? And it's not in a bad way, like I hate Parkway. It was new,
2: but not different. Yeah. You liked it then because it was new, but it was more of the same of what you already enjoyed. Just you a enjoyed, different band doing it. You enjoyed that that style of music. You enjoyed what they were doing. It was just a different band doing they it. They just it was just a different yeah. band doing it. Yeah. They did not do it nearly on the level of a that switch, other bands of did. A, so I'm like, yeah. I've had people, multiple people over the course of time talk to me about Parkway Drive. I recently decided I'm going to, you know, Literally today, decided oh I'm gosh, going dude. to dive into it. We talked mm-hmm. about them on the podcast before, where I dove into them uh, a while back. It was probably five years ago. A buddy was like, "Hey, you know, do you listen to these guys? They're awesome." And so I dove into it. Like the one album that he recommended, and I was like, "I don't like this shit." Um, but you know, I'm I'm digging into it today, and I'm just like, I don't understand how they got their level of popularity
1: Mm -hmm. dude and it's crazy their level of popularity too i know people i know people that are die hard parkway drive fans somebody
0: just commented on my tiktok i posted today that said parkway is my is and always will be my favorite band they were the first show i saw in seventh grade and i can't stand their last two albums And I I replied, I'm like, at least you get it. You're not one of those blind fans that's just like, oh, I'm just thankful it's new music. Just like you said about the new Avenged Sevenfold record. It fucking sucks.
1: It was terrible.
0: Yep. Yep. But you're not one of those blind fans that's just like, oh, no, it's it's still pretty good. No. No, it's not. No. (laughs) It's just not. So I'm not going to say that
2: Parkway Drive sucks. I'm not going to say that they suck. I just, I can't understand. The hype. The hype yep. around them, I can't understand why people really cared to listen to them. Because we've talked about it on the show, like, it's you got to be worth my time. Why would I spend token. my time on you when there are four or five other bands that do what you do, but do it better? Why would I listen to you when I can go listen to fucking Sour Blood that I feel like does it better than them? Not mm. that Sour Blood is exactly like Blood. them. Y'all be Shout be the But Blood. I'd rather I'd rather go to a Sour Blood Jay concert and, and, and watch these dudes that I know personally. That you know, look, I talked to some shit about the production of the first two albums from Parkway Drive. I would expect that from Sour Blood.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Sour Blood's last album, and and we'll talk about
3: it. Behind enemy lines was
2: was was good. Yeah. Production was good. Yep. Was it amazing? No. Do I expect it to be amazing? No. We're all a bunch of broke-ass musicians. We can't afford that shit. But when you're fucking Parkway Drive and you have two fucking studio albums while signed to a record label, I expect your fucking kick drum not to sound like I'm fucking tapping on a fucking block of wood. What the fuck was that about? It was all click.
0: Like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is this shit? I will say, and I don't want to keep dwelling on I'm, this topic but i will say that when i think in, of uh, of that era of that kind of music you know you talk about kill switch all the remains all that parkway is not you know my my favorite y'all know it's it's bullet I Lay dying those are my two right go-to's and then from there it goes to kill switch and then it goes to to all the remains and you know parkway is probably fifth on that list but there was so many of their songs that just absolutely punched me in the fucking face. Because that was the first dude. shit that I heard. I right. never heard. Dude, I've, I don't think I've ever heard anything off the first two albums, to be completely fair with you. Because I am I listen to music differently than you. I don't go by it. I don't give a fuck. If, if, if somebody recommends it to me and it's like, okay, well, I'll go listen to it because somebody recommended it to me. That's fine, but if, if not, nobody's ever recommended anything off the first two albums of Parkway to me. Yeah. So I don't bother going back and listen to it, because if nobody's recommended it, it's probably not very, very fucking good. So I stay in my lane, that's I fair. listen to the shit of theirs that's really good, that I really like, and I stay there. And then I hear, that as they put new shit out, I listen to it, and if I like it, great. If I don't like it, then I'm not going to listen to it. So, I've never been one that's ever like, oh, I've got to, it's, and there's nothing wrong with you doing it that way. It's just the difference in the ways that we mm-hmm. listen to music where, man, I've just never really gone and, and dove through, Metallica, that's about it. Well, it's Players not like that I go through and I can listen to every fucking song and be like, yep, yep, yep. And right I'm the same
1: way, way because, like, when I was trying to get on the periphery train earlier, I messaged Preston and said, give me your two best albums. If I wanted to do that, I would have just went to the yeah. stage, to and, yeah. you know. But I wanted to have the best first impression as possible. Mm -hmm.
0: Because then it gives you more of an open mind to the other shit.
1: Yeah.
2: I think, so it's not like I do that with every band I look into. You guys send me music and I'll listen to that song. I'll listen to that album. And then if If I like like it, it, I'll go back. Then you go. But if if I have someone telling me about a band and they're like, check these guys out but don't give me any context around what particular songs to listen to, what particular albums to listen to, or anything like that. Or they they maybe frame it up, hey, check out this band, you're going to love this album, You know, or maybe this is the album where they started to really get good, or whatever. I'm just going to go to the beginning. But also, if I had my preference, any band or song that you guys send to me, really, if you know, I'm not driving or something like that. I might listen to that song. And then if I like it, I'm going straight to the artist page. I go to the albums or the EPs and I'm looking at what's the oldest and I'm going chronologically from there all the way through. And maybe there's some albums I don't like and some that I do and I'll I'll save the ones that I do. And, you know, I appreciate those, but I just have not heard anything from Parkway drive through this journey that tells me that they're worth adding to my playlist and spending any fucking amount of time on them.
4: That's
0: fair. And, that's how I that, feel about
4: yeah.
1: Thrice. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I sort of agree too.
4: And that's not I a mean, jab
2: at you at all.
1: Might, that might, is, that's, I know. You're, that's, you're
2: attacking my opinion,
1: not my, not me.
0: Not even that. It's just <laughs> the difference is. in the taste, right? Right. And it's Fuck it, throw down, pussies!
3: <laughs> I mean, there might
1: be three Parkway songs on my playlist. It's you fair. know, it's it's one right. of those. Right, I probably got bands like that. I mean, but there's probably forty Bullet songs, like you know what I mean? Yeah, so there's like, like
0: every album except exactly. the one, the, the 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 one with the butterfly on it. Yeah, I do also <laughs> want to <laughs>
2: mention my, that part of me going on into my bike this. Playlist too, when I'm on a bike. Part of me going into this is we we brought up a discussion that we want to have on this podcast about top five metalcore albums of all time yep. of all time oh, and i've oh thrown God, that one around bro. forever yeah so I, I i haven't dove in to enough of the old say, we metal we can't do that tonight? Yeah, we can't do that tonight because do i don't i think i haven't probably, done my homework yet yeah so i have to literally go back through a lot of these older metalcore bands <laughs> that you guys talk about and and really dive into them there's like you know as i lay dying i've heard several of their songs pop up in shuffle while i'm you know, I'll finish one album, and you know Apple Music goes through its shuffle process, and then some of their stuff will come up. fucking love it, dude. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking go. Yep. Um, bleed bleed from Within. Is that oh. the one? I'm trying to... Shrine. I'm terrible the metal with Metalcore masterpiece, baby. Yes. Yes. Oh,
3: fuck. Why do I not know it? It was the what? single released off the latest album. Off strong. You sent me that yes. stuff, and I
2: immediately, uh, immediately was like, this, this is... Masterful Metalcore Master right here. Levitate. Yeah. So I'm like, why Why do I... What? Knowing that that exists, why would I ever go back and listen to Parkway Drive?
3: So you don't... Now that you've delved back, you don't agree with me that Bleed is the, the new, new Parkway.
0: Parkway. And I did agree with it.
3: I kind of want to
2: puke now that I'm, I'm thinking about it. Because <laughs> okay. Parkway... Dude, Bleed From Within is miles better than Parkway.
3: Oh, I agree there. I agree. I agree.
2: Maybe they filled the the slot within the There's
3: only spot over here that it felt Between like that was. Between Metalcore Parkway and Deathcore. Was. Deathcore. Yeah, kinda... I, I was
1: going to say, I, I feel like you can't really call Parkway Metalcore. No. Even they're, though they're, it's very similar. They have no clean vocals. I mean, they're, they're, it, they're it is, more but it's not. Like, not. like, the riffs aren't the same. There's no solos. Like, yeah. It's it's not the same kind of music as like Bullet or As I Lay Dying. Yeah, no, no, no. it's not even the same genre. No,
0: and even As I Lay Dying is different than Bullet. They're, would they're, you they're would more, you disagree they're, because they're you said you feel heavier, like it was all the same? Heavy's a feeling, bro.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Heavy's a feeling. I
3: don't know. You don't know. <laughs> he hates Parkway. He just He's just pissed off about something. I'm just, I'm just. Winston, upset. get your shit together.
2: <laughs> I'm just upset because <laughs> look. You know, we we've talked about it, you know, we were talking what about uh fucking Nickelback and some of these bands we hate and it's like, you Whoa. know, some of it comes <laughs> out <laughs> of <laughs> Now bring it around. <laughs> Shut up, shut up, shut, shut up. You know, some of this hatred we have for certain bands kind of comes from jealousy, a certain level of jealousy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, li- I'm listening to this shit from Parkway Drive and I'm like, dude, your breakdowns sound like the shit that I was writing when I was fucking 16. Discovered and discovered, discovered drop tuning and chugs. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All all of screaming evidence like old old songs. I mean, even you listen to like "End of Me" and stuff. The the breakdown is like a few bar chords with a lot of chugs. (laughs) I'm like, this is. Parkway's entire album. He <laughs> like, wrote what, that. Like, what, why are you as big and famous as you are? And I did what that shit right as a little punk ass fucking kid that knew nothing about music, you know, playing in a fucking basement. You had a duck to you're get way, into. You were
1: way ahead of your time, bro.
2: I was just amazing. You're, I guess. Just
4: revo-
0: you're a revolutionary, my guy. You're a
1: revolutionary.
3: So, what's your take on that, Tyler? I know you've. Be- Mention your bits and pieces, but do you agree?
1: uh With what?
3: W- w- just in regards to the parkway. parkway sucks. Well, I don't. Just, I wouldn't
2: say that they suck. I just I don't understand their hype. I don't understand why anyone would really waste their and time. Of course, keep the last two on them.
1: Yeah, of I just. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think they're heavy. They give me some positive energy when I listen to them, but. I mean, they don't do it for me like Bullet. Yeah. I, I can sit and say that a hundred times, but... Okay. They just don't do it for me you like You and me can just meet, Bullet. ride
0: Bullet off into the sunset, brother. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I
1: mean, dude, they just... They're just the, something else, What bro.
0: Bullet for my Valentine did for me is almost unrivaled. Kind of like a Metallica. Yes. Yeah. And, and I actually think I like As I Lay Dying better, but Bullet did so fucking much for me as a musician... And as a music fan, just, oh.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think they're really. Uh, you should cough some more. I, I, I think they're really right. average. I mean, uh, they they have. Some you, might clear <laughs> out, you might clear out that mouthful, mm-hmm. bud. They have some songs that I think everybody can listen to, even if you're into, like, hard rock. Uh-huh. You yeah. Know, like, that one song we was just talking about. Yes, I know mm-hmm. you're talking
0: about.
3: Damn
1: it. I, I mean, it's a it's a catchy song. Yeah. You can't, you can't deny that. Right. Yeah. It's a false one that, like, anybody could listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah, if you're depressed or something. Like Throw <laughs> <laughs> the music video to that is intense as My, well. my mom or dad's not going to be listening to that. My dad used to make fun of me for listening to bullets. <laughs> Said it was emo fag shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm an emo fag, bro. Yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> I did paint my nails black for a period of time, so I, I It is Pride Month. <laughs> it do be Pride Month. Actually... So by the time that people listen to this, it won't be Pride Month, but
1: it is currently. Pride yeah, Month, I just yes. think they're good average. You know, <laughs> this motherfucker's okay, Juneteenth. They're, they're not in my tops, but I can. Listen oh, I guess to them it is sure. Juneteenth today. Okay, Happy Juneteenth! I, I would you much used- rather listen to them than something insane like Periphery. Yeah, I just yeah, okay same yeah. same. same. Oh, it's I would too. Just suppose. just from okay. a musical
0: style standpoint, yeah. correct? Yeah. So, was anybody else have any hot takes, Tyler? Do you have another one? Uh
2: mm. I had. I had a thought. I don't. I don't have my phone with my notes. Yeah, you're in charge. But of um, we'll we'll probably have to touch on it another day, just because I, I I'd really have to look into my notes and kind of re redo that thought.
1: But okay, I got one my, that's kind of for you guys going back on at this or that you guys did. Okay, Ooh, I do have some this or that's for you though Every one of you guys fucking said breakdowns bro Solos all day and tomorrow <laughs> All mm. day and tomorrow and, and it's not the Because I'm a rhythm guitar player dude I Same love, I I'm love a rhythm riffs, guy. But I mean when I go back What has really gravitated me to music I mean when you're a kid and you hear Sanitarium yes. you're, not, you're not listening to it for the breakdown You're listening no. to it for Kirk's fucking two first solos Yep yeah, I mean they weren't crazy or anything like that. It but man, they were it's fucking feel. good. It feel about the solo well, on well, Fade well, to Black. Yep. It was feel. I mean, man. that shit is just. Fu- and then I mean, like I said, I heard Back Country and Beast in the Harlot, and that was yep. it was over. I mean anything Marty Friedman has done. Yep. And I mean, if you go back and listen to Steve bands, I. if yeah Steve Vai, if you go back and you listen to bands like Avenged or Megadeth. Their rhythm whoever's playing rhythm because both play solos, both mm-hmm. guitarists of both bands play solos. Um, I mean, they are not doing anything mediocre on rhythm by any fucking means. No. Like not at all. I mean, they're fucking ripping it on while the other dudes doing the solo, they're ripping some crazy ass riff. Mm-hmm. Especially Dave Mustaine. Uh Holy Wars? Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's the craziest. Holy Wars is the wildest fucking like, main riff of I the, song, the I love the verse riff.
1: I'm trying to remember the. Because it does the. And in the oh, uh, intro. Oh, but then yeah. it goes into a slightly different riff for yeah. the verse, and it's fucking insane. It's a that fucking spider chord. Like. I mean, I, I guess solo music is what kind of hooked me on rhythm guitar because I was listening to that's what I was listening to what those guys were doing behind it. And Behind I was like, wow, it, that's fucking yeah. insane. Yeah, especially Matt Tuck. He's a huge one on that, mm-hmm. but he plays like, leads too. Yeah, yeah, he plays leads him too. and bounce back and
0: forth a lot. I
1: think to me
2: though that that's more of the exception, not the rule. What having something spectacular going on behind the solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's more often than not that it's some basic. But all of shit my favorite bands chord do it.
1: basic chord progression. Right. Yeah, I mean James Hatfield, he doesn't play easy rhythms. Uh, yeah, and he down picks every one of them exactly. <laughs> like I mean, all the music I listened to had sick fucking solos, but also sick rhythms. You know, in all reality, when drew I drew me in, when I
0: think about me, same. I mean, I listen
4: to I listen the I, solos, you, you know what I mean? You and I, I
0: have a very similar music background yeah. as far as what we were into and shit, and all that shit had wild-ass rhythm. You know, I mean,
4: I
1: think anybody that was an early Avenged Sevenfold fan is mm-hmm. going to say solos over yeah. breakdowns because yeah. they just captivated you, man. They did something to you when you listen to that mm-hmm. music. You're like, I didn't know a guitar could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I guess when I think about it, it's just like because I appreciate solos just the same as anybody.
0: Well, you're a lead guitarist, too.
3: And I'm a lead guitarist, but... Bro, uh, here we go, dick fucking riding Polaris again, but like...
1: (laughs) Dude, they're sick as fuck, by the way. Bro, I'll listen to
3: Polaris... Ride that dick This song does not have to have a solo, (laughs) and I lose my fucking cool. Like, there's so many songs of theirs that don't have a solo, and it doesn't bother me a fucking bit. But if it was a Metallica song without a solo...
1: I'd be pissed off. I could do without 90% of Metallica solos, though. Well,
3: nowadays, yes, I because I realized sucks. that it wasn't as...
1: Hardwired to Self-Destruct was one of the best albums put out in a long time, and he killed it with every solo. Yep. Ruined every song for me. Yep. I see what
3: you mean. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I could do without solos sometimes, but when you have a sick fucking lead guitar player, yeah. like Dimebag... Yep. You, you know, I'm in that song for the solos. I can't mm. even deny no, it. No, I got you. Cemetery Gates is probably my favorite solo of all time.
0: Everybody talks about floods, and I think that they have way better. Cemetery
1: solos Gates, than bro. Fucking. The
0: Breakdown insane. and Domination. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Disgusting. But I mean, if but I. But again, had... I said The Breakdown and yeah.
1: Domination. So. Yeah, but I mean, if it's a this or that, dude, I can't get rid of all these solos that are engraved in my brain. Yeah,
0: man. No now you're really making me think about so many
1: of these amazing solos. I mean, I can go breakdowns. on and on, bro. Skin of My right. Teeth, sickest solo ever. Megadeth, Keepers of Fellow Man, All That Remains.
4: Mm.
3: Mm. There's some shit that mm. Ollie did that was mind-boggling. I think that, and it his, was field-based. I know even my though, favorite Megadeth. I think that's his Ollie, most ridiculous. Yeah, one, Yeah, even though Ollie was very, very shreddy. He was so feel based too, and the shit that he He's did. He's very classical. In yeah, his, very in the way classical. He played. Very.
1: Do you think his wife murdered him?
3: I don't know the whole story behind the situation.
1: Yeah, I, I read some articles, dude. It I just thought,
3: it, assumed it was a drug overdose, and didn't know that. Well, any he had
1: like uh, his prescription meds, but he was found face down in like two inches of water, like at the edge of his pond. And the, huh. the speculation is his wife murdered him.
0: Really? Jesus. I haven't heard any of that. Yeah, I mean, you hear all the rumors about, like, Chester Bennington, mm. about how, like, he was onto some shit about some people into, like, child CP shit, and, like, he was.
1: No, I think he was just a troubled person. I like, mean, a part of a group. He like, sung about exposed among people.
3: I mean, Chester sung about being a troubled person. Yeah, and for his a wife long, said, like, she had time.
1: saved him from multiple suicide attempts before. Okay. Like,
0: yeah, I don't know. Oh, God damn it. I'm trying to find it. My favorite. um... Megadeth riff <clears throat> and it's not I mean I love Holy Wars Angry Against that, Oh that's man it.
1: I fucking love that song angry Bang, again. Man, yep. Is yeah. that what I'm thinking of Angry Again's a
3: Badass riff
0: My body aches from mistakes That's not Angry Again is it I don't know you Yeah know. it angry is Angry Again Angry and yeah. Yeah. Yep,
1: that's yes. it. That solo's nasty too yep. Yes it is Boom 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 I mean, I just think over time there's only been so many virtuosos that grabbed a massive people with their guitar solos. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's millions of them, obviously, but, like, five or six that are near and dear to me that yeah. I gotta pick solo life, mm-hmm. Side note,
2: I just realized that I never turned off the AC, so we're gonna have, like, this background sh- the entire episode. Hell yeah. Heads up,
3: listeners. Deal Fuck. with it.
2: Anyway... I got some this or that. Trust. Oh, yeah. Trust. Yeah, that's off Cryptic one. Writings. That's, that's my favorite
0: um, Megadeth riff because it is way more complex than it sounds. one skin on my and teeth. And the sure. way Oof. to play that riff and sing at the same time, I, I've seen a video breaking down that, like how difficult that is to do. I fucking love that riff. Tyler, go ahead.
2: All right, I got two for you. And one is obviously because of the shirt that you're wearing and the age old uh debate debate oh, megadeth
4: or
3: metallica, or
2: metallica. <laughs> one the entire discography stays the other the entire discography is
1: gone forever oh, shit that's really hard but i pick megadeth oh I pick Megadeth because they're so much more musically talented than Metallica. Metallica has like timeless songs. That, I mean, mm-hmm. the Black Album, every song on it's good. But then yep. they have the ones I could do without, you know. Yeah. Inner Sandman. Uh, the overplayed ones. I mean, I love like Through the Never, Don't Tread on oh. Me, God Failed, yeah, shit like that. God It is, man, but I've heard it so godly many of times that it could go away forever and I would Maybe blind. that's a
3: blessing in disguise for Megadeth that they weren't that... They weren't a... Meta, even though they but were a But I mean, like you just listen to the
1: fucking riffage. Yeah, James Hetfield's faster, but I mean, Dave Mustaine's way more musical. He and lead, lead guitarist, no comparison. Yeah. 90s Nick Menza compared to Lars, no comparison. Yeah. David Ellison. David Ellison. I, yeah. Mean, I mean, yeah, uh, dude. Megadeth Be careful all with my guy Jason like, Newstead. That's my favorite Oh, yeah. J- Jason, Jason Newstead was the shit for sure, but... I mean, just Megadeth as a whole. I mean, Ooh. Addicted to Chaos, uh, I the need Killing to go back Road. Mega death. I mean, the whole Euthanasia album, the whole. Uh, what's the fucking big one of the '90s with Skid of my teeth? Rust in Peace. Oh, no. uh, Countdown to Extinction. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. whole fucking album, dude. Rust in Peace. I mean, they just have masterpiece Cryptic after writings. masterpiece after masterpiece.
0: Tornado of Souls. Dave, bro. Dave yeah. St-
1: yeah. Oh yeah. High Speed <laughs> Dirt. High Speed. She, uh, did you say she wolf i did not but she that, wolf. That triple is, f that song's badass live like, dude I'm, even their their old shit dude
0: peace sells uh the mechanics which is actually the four horsemen because yep. obviously mustaine basically wrote the entire Kill 'Em all album yep. and he took the four horsemen and and sped it up a whole step and said now nah, we can play faster on I their mean, first record <laughs> as
1: big of a metallica fan as i am i don't think i could live without megadeth bro Mm. Uh, I don't think I could. So it's Megadeth. For That's me. the
0: toughest question ever for me. That's uh, hard. It, dude. M- Metallica versus Megadeth has always been the toughest question ever for me because I grew up with a dad that was obsessed with them both. Yep, me too. Um, and and all the C- we had, and the big CD binder had every fucking disc. <clears throat> still and got and that CD, CD binder. binder. Yeah, yeah, still man, got it. A big, <laughs> then we had the portable one that like you could zip, it was just it was in the shape of it was a circle and you could uh-huh. zip it up, throw it under the center console. Oh yeah. Yep. So. But when i was in high squad the big one the book that's yep, what i had. that's what i still got but um that that has always been the toughest argument for me because of how much both of those bands have meant to me it's
1: just what marty friedman did to my ears i could never live without dude yeah there's no way they still come on my playlist almost daily
2: caress yeah. those
1: ears just, yeah just right huh? marty friedman is a god man
3: what other bands was he in
1: um, he did that shit with uh, Jason Becker. Yeah. Okay. Uh cacophony was his first band. Okay. And then I think it's uh, Megadeth. And then he's been a humongous celebrity in Japan for the last like 20 years. Okay. He's monstrous in Japan. And, and it was always huh. a weird concept to me that Megadeth's lead guitarist at the time, Marty Friedman, speaks more Japanese than he speaks English.
0: Interesting. Huh. Hmm. I have a hot take, and I, I know we're <clears throat> probably well over three hours. I don't, oh, don't want to yeah. keep on, but you talked about Peter Frampton being one of the most underrated guitarists. Yeah, the I, I think he's the. the um, well, I have one that nobody ever talks about. That is, and especially if you watch any of his just stuff, just him picking around and, and playing or warm ups or solo stuff. Richie Sambora. Does anybody even know who Richie I Sambora? I know that. Is? Name. I've heard
2: the name, but I I couldn't no, tell I you anything about him.
1: Bon Jovi. Am I right? You are yep. correct. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Mm. They had some okay. killer songs Richie too. Richie shit, man. I, I wrote fucking... some
0: of the coolest fucking shit. Dude, say what you want. Wanna dead or alive. Jam. The rip, the twelve string riff. And the soul, which though. I believe Bon Jovi came up with the idea and Richie said, Let's put it on a twelve string. And then the solo in that is oh, mind-boggling. It's beautiful, and the using a talk box and like he the the different and Richie Sambora brought Western like fashion to metal. I mean, he was wearing a duster coat and had a flat-brimmed uh, belt hat on, and just like the coolness that he embodied while being this kind of quiet persona on stage that just absolutely fucking shredded. And if you watch any of his solo stuff live. He's all feel. He's he's pure feel. I'm, I don't think I'm impressed he's really, that you knew that he
1: was... Bon I don't think he's really underrated, though, dude. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that consider him a god. Okay, right. well that like, that might that's be true. true. Yeah. Like, that's the
3: same as Peter Frampton to me, though. Like, I feel like a lot of people feel like he's a god, but then I think about us having our conversations or even older guys kind of having their conversation. I'm like,
0: nobody why talks the about fuck Peter is... Frampton. Yeah, nobody
3: yeah. talks about Peter Frampton. Yeah.
0: Or Eric Clapton. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of people that forget about Eric Clapton, My grandpa too. will
1: talk about Peter Frampton and Eric Clapton until he's blue in the face. Yeah. yeah. But
0: I, I, I have always been um, obsessed with Richie Sambora in, in a lot of different ways. Um, and I think that a lot of people think that Bon Jovi in general is overrated because of extreme popularity and all that, that they overlook how talented Richie is.
1: Oh yeah, Bon Jovi's talented as fuck too. I so mean, so he
0: absolutely he's a hell of a guitar player too. He just didn't play a lot live. I
1: remember my mom had their greatest hits album, and we used to listen to that bitch mm-hmm. nonstop. Yeah, man. Fucking this dude,
2: <laughs> this dude's wife will tell you she hated me. Oh no, shit. <laughs> she so I went I went to school with Preston's wife, and in first grade, one of the first songs I got to listen to of my own, like I said, you know the issue I had was uh it's my life by bon jovi (laughs) and so i really i really don't remember it but apparently i used to fucking hum and sing that shit in in first grade (laughs) you know class all the time would drive his wife nuts but yeah i i do think uh bon jovi was was one of those like more popular bands that i think a lot of um, it's old saying. So, like, I, I guess, I guess <laughs> to frame it up, like, my uncle, um, my uncle Gary, doesn't like, you know, Bon Jovi, Poison, mean, any any, any of those really sure. popular bands, because he was more into the the grittier shit, like Motley Crue, and right. you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, so, I think, you know, maybe like some people don't like. These butt rock bands that we talk about because of their popularity, and you know there's there seems to be some coolness. people seem to think that there's a coolness about only liking these underground bands mm-hmm. and stuff that maybe like a lot of people is cool, yeah, yeah, maybe a lot of people shit on Bon Jovi and probably overlooked Richie. um you know Richie, but I got one last this or that for oh, Tyler here yeah. before we on. close it out and what I, what I think is interesting about these this or that's is y- you have to make a personal. And mm-hmm. just from this conversation, I, I thought of a good one. And it is, same thing, one discography stays, one's got to go.
0: I know one band that's going to be in it.
2: Bullet? Yep.
0: Oh, man. <laughs>
2: or
3: a Bench <and> 7
4: <laughs> Well, that's
3: easy for the three of us. But, right uh... in my heart, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Think about
4: it uh, for a I, I, before you read. Look,
1: we had to finish it out with a dagger, oh all right. Man, that's a straight dagger to my heart. You <laughs>
4: <Little> tease <laughs> <through> the <laughs> <laughs> crash. Your-
1: oh Seize the day. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good.
0: Jackson's bro. Oh, Jackson's, okay? <coughs> Fuck Schechter's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Avenged Sevenfold or Bullet. If you only get to listen to one for rest your forward, life,
2: one disappears, Just on into, into oh,
1: oblivion. Man. I mean, I'm not impressed with either of their latest shit.
0: That's fair.
3: <laughs> they both suck. <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey,
1: but Bullet's the newest album's way better than Avenged's newest album. I will give you that for sure. Now, if it was down to new album, this or that, <laughs> Bullet for sure. <laughs> but, at uh, least dude, one is still metal. It's a yeah. It's a Vim, isn't it? Not industrial. Yeah, I, rock. I, I gotta take a bend. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> burst
3: my fucking body. Uh, I really had hope for you. I had faith. Oh, I man. thought, thought
1: you. But <laughs> well, this or that is a hot take, bro. Avenged. I
0: thought that you and I were just going to meet right off of
1: the sunset <laughs> here in Pride Month. Just because I always have the option to go back to oh, listen G- to Avenged with The Rev or with Mike Portnoy, and I'm totally content with either. Mm. So That's
0: fair. <laughs> Both of them have only had one lineup change when you think about it. Mm.
1: Then Sevenfold's on their Third, they fourth, only... fourth drummer. Okay, I didn't. I get. Fourth I'm not drummer. keeping up with them. We but, haven't yeah. kept up with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they had the Rev, who was probably the greatest drummer to ever live.
4: Um, <laughs> yeah, gonna, we're, we're trying to close. We're trying to close it out. Are you really about to go there? I,
1: I have to, dude, because the Rev was like 21 when he died, bro, and he fucking Jesus. achieved greatness plus the plus. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I mean. Mm. I mean, he was the first person I've ever heard musically put a drum solo into a fucking So does that song. make
0: Randy Rhodes the greatest guitar player of all time? Because he died at 23 or 24? Mm. And he achieved all that? No. Okay. I rest my case. No.
1: But but we're talking about drummer, for one. And, I mean, dude, the Rev. Mm. God, he's so good. He invented good.
0: the fake stick spin, too. God, he's so good. But, um, man, I would argue Joey Jordison's better.
1: Oh, yeah. Joey Jordison's definitely right up there with him in my um. book pools
3: drummer's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, and
1: the dude from uh, All That Benjamin. Remains, the second guy, not the guy that holds his stick like jazz. I can't stand to watch that. <laughs> yeah, <But, laughs> yeah. Dude, as a late
0: drummer is fucking nuts. What
3: oh, did with him you anymore, just say before
0: that? Breaking Benjamin.
3: Yeah, drummer.
1: Breaking Benjamin's
3: drummer's a bad motherfucker. Chevelle's drummer too. ain't no bitch either.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: Breaking Benjamin's another one of those creative simplicity mm-hmm. fucking yep. flawless yep. masterpiece no masterpiece. I think the Rev's
0: definitely top 5 drummer of all time I'll oh, give yeah. you that for sure
1: yeah. he, was he was just he was so ever. young bro. I,
0: so all we... these people will go back and be like oh Neil Peart, uh, bon- Neil Peart. Ro- or John Bonham
1: Neil or Peart did friend. not one blast beat in his entire career trash <laughs> 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 trash <That's laughs> metal like, he's not like, he's <laughs> said, like <laughs> filthy Frank <friend> from YouTube <laughs> oh your fucking place trash
0: fucking robots <laughs>
4: welcome to the rice fields
0: motherfucker
4: <laughs> not one blast beat in his life
0: let's
1: just people say john bonham from led zeppelin yeah they'll say the same thing about it but, dude, him. but like, he was a bad motherfucker though bro he, he, though? he played some offbeat fucking type shit that was just crazy i mean when i go back even and stairway to, to it, heaven's offbeat yeah stairway to heaven's played out but it's i mean played out. i mean yeah he was it's a forbidden though. riff yeah
3: the solo is incredible, but you got to be Still great to, to write state. a forbidden
1: riff. Never forget that. You do yeah. have to. Goat be. is the next forbidden riff.
4: What
0: you,
3: what you think is?
4: so?
1: Oh yeah. What is Goat by Polyphia? Next forbidden riff for sure. Never heard it. What? Oh, it's Never fucking it. sweet,
0: bro. I don't. I couldn't name you one Polyphia. I avoid them like the plague. Why? Because it's but it's fucking it's. I, the biggest nerdy <laughs> dick broken I don't know where the cl- if, if you play a guitar without a fucking can't headstock even
1: put, can't even put words to your hatred I've if, never seen him play a guitar without a headstock dude never not once it's always an Ibanez yeah who's the fucking
0: band that all they all play fucking guitars without headstocks
1: shit there's there's unprocessed which they're a uh, oh, Polyphia copycats there you go Tim's just a virtuoso, though, bro. He's I mean, a literal plenty guy. And Plenty a plays guy. a
3: Strandberg, but you would listen to someone plenty of shit. Our buddy Jeremy Roy. Priest
1: plays one of them motherfuckers.
3: Yep. yep. But shout
0: out his band Coach Light, my guy. Mm-hmm. Hey,
1: I got one more this or that, but it's for Preston, only because I fucking researched both so much today. Do you have a this and that? I mean, this might be an obvious one. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Do you have a this or that between uh, Periphery and Polaris?
3: It would be Polaris by far. We yeah. did
1: one. Yeah. It was... I love Periphery,
3: but it would be Polaris by far. He would never sick. choose another band. Yep.
0: I wouldn't either. There, there's, Nobody you touches
3: him to me. You
1: wouldn't choose Bullet over
3: no.
0: Polaris? No. Wow. No. No. Um, Polaris changed my fucking life. Yep. Okay. Bullet yep. shaped it. Polaris
1: changed it. Yeah, i got to listen to more of them. I listened to two albums today.
3: And I wish you could go back a... Few years ago, like when we fell in love with them, because there was this void in for us. Mm-hmm. There was this void in metalcore where it was like, I need
0: something, I need something, I need this something. This is the time when all the remains fell off a fucking cliff. Yes. When Parkway fell off a fucking cliff. Yep. Um. Th- there were so Tim Lambesis is in prison. Been, yeah, he was in so, prison. I mean, as I, laid, I mean, wo- wo- Woven War, the, the guys from. Yep. Uh, as Which, if you want to go even further back, half of as I Lay dying was in Unearth. And then yep. as they're dying, Tim goes to prison. They start the band Woven War. Mm-hmm. So there was this bit which was more of a just a metal band. They weren't metalcore by any means. They were just like a hard rock band almost. Mm-hmm. But there was this big void in, in metalcore for us. And then out of fucking nowhere, we found Polaris. here comes Polaris. And it's just this just monster of, of a band.
1: Yeah, I heard them before, but I never gave them a real shot. Um, and then I listened to two albums today, uh, The Mortal Coil, mm-hmm. and what was and the, the other one I the said? The Death of Me. Oh, man.
0: You need to go back and listen to the Guilt and the Grief EP and well, Dichotomy, their first, <laughs> their first album. Definitely
1: will do that, man. They're fucking... They don't have a bad already. song. There's not one. Not, There's not I haven't one. heard one, and I listened to yeah. two albums straight. They, have you heard their oh, new song, not, Inhumane? I feel like yes, I can... heard <laughs> that today. I feel like...
3: Bonkers. I'm in the room with them, and they're like, yeah, this isn't good enough. We're not putting it out. I feel like they have 50 other fucking songs, and they're like, nope, just not, it's not good enough. It's not there it's yet. This, it's this, it's this, it's the Like, there's nothing, not one, that they've put out that's bad. And I know it's subjective. I know it's based on everybody's opinion, but people need... And maybe it's because of the musician in me, and maybe that's why you Now, how long have they been around? 16? Time? I mean, their
0: first... I think they're first... So they're I think newer dichotomy. band. They no, no, new, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Dichotomy, I think, was actually like 2013. Let me go... Let me let me look. Just That's still newer
1: check. in terms of... Newer. To, yeah. 10 years.
0: I yeah. Mean, it's, dichotomy was 13. I mean, okay. I'll tell you
1: this. They're the first, like, really newer band that pulled me the fuck in. Uh-huh. Bro. Uh-huh. And I mean, some songs I even restarted and listened to twice yep. in a row. There's some shit that they do, man. It's just... They got that formula.
3: They do, man. They have this metal core, but somehow... Not that it's kinda ironic because they're not that giant right now, but they can pull the masses in some way, somehow.
1: But then it goes into some pretty ass chorus like a day to yeah. remember or something. Yeah, it like, is. Like, it's yeah. they have
3: that poppier chorus from Jake, the bassist. And I sick. just love
1: that, man. Yep. I mean I'm not yep. all about like heavy all the time. Like, exactly. Sometimes.
3: Yeah, it's the reason I can't get into death metal always. Yeah. I can't listen to that constantly. So yep, it would be it would be Polaris by far. Anything
0: else, guys? I I don't have anything else. I I think it's been, we've been recording a long fucking time, and it's been (sighs) kick-ass content.
1: Just the longest episode so far. Close to probably.
0: We'll have to see. It'll be. It's were over three hours, and the longest one I think was with Derek. Though. I really Derek didn't wasn't.
2: realize how much time had passed because I haven't had my phone. Yeah, and it it's just, been chill, bro. It's been a vibe. It's been it's awesome, fun, isn't
1: it? It's yeah. been great, <laughs> man. When you
0: start folks. going, bro, you just go and go and go, and people will <laughs> like this episode because we're just talking music topics back and forth. ADHD, ADHD, forth. Bro. ADHD yeah. man. Metal, metal, ADD, man. So, Tyler, it's been a pleasure having you on, bro. Thank you so much for being such a longtime supporter of the show and. And repping the shirt and, and giving us feedback and even more for coming on and, and talking about your story and talking about uh, you, sharing your passion for music with us and with all the listeners. We appreciate the fuck out of you, my guy.
1: Right on, man. I appreciate you guys having me.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we'll have you on again. It won't be. This is – there's there's a lot uh, there's a lot more that could be said. So yeah. we, uh, we like the idea of having recurring guests. So um, look forward to hopefully having uh, Tyler back on the show again to, to do this again. It's been a blast. Um, as always – give all of our socials a follow at TSIS podcast Instagram Twitter TikTok where YouTube wherever you uh binge your content come find only us only fans uh all of them. <laughs> if, if you would love to binge our content all at once and get access to all the bonus content please hop on a patreon and uh look up our patreon page the links are in the link tree on all of our socials um five bucks a month gets you access to anything and everything screaming idiots show if you want merch you want t-shirts get a hold of us on any of our socials and we will get you yep. get you get you some shirts um any kind of feedback, like, comment, share, anything you guys have to say to us, good, bad, or indifferent, let us know. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you guys and gals out there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting. Until next time, we are the Screaming Idiots.
2: Peace, love, dove.
3: I love it. That was fun, dude. Told you, it's fun as hell.